Hi, my name is Diane Guerrero. I play Marisa from Orange is the New Black. You are listening to the Below the Belt show. And if you want more pizza, vote for Marisa. Yes! yes! I love it! It's perfect! And see, you get a mass pizza. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTB, Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effing House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, a.k.a. your host for the most, here for your weekly eargasm. That's right, BTB is back on this sweltering hot, can you believe it, sweltering hot October night. You better get used to that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's going to be, your kids are going to get used to that. Our grandkids, if we have them, are going to get used <laughs> to that. And, uh, it's global warming, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we, so we have an incredible panel to introduce. That's right. Let's start with my co-host extraordinaire, guys. He is the man with the calming presence. That is me. He is the prince of pop culture. <laughs> the, <laughs> the prince of pop culture. I guess you do say that. I always feel like, uh, uh-huh. you know, a lot of times I have no fucking clue what you guys are talking about. <laughs> no, I just like make it up as I go. Or it's a lot of, huh, never seen that. Huh. <laughs> at least oh, com- what's that? At least with comic book yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a little bit more uh, niche and people. Yes. But nonetheless, he has Mike. The General Zod. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah. Always great to be good here. Good. Are you glad you're back for this specific show? I am. Based on who's in the studio. We very, have very, very, studio, yeah. very much so. <laughs> I mean, I love the ca- Captain Nick, but it's it's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot more fun seeing uh, seeing these two here. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with a familiar voice. I think this might be our fourth time, or maybe fifth time, on Below the Belt show. She is. Model and actress extraordinaire. Hello, hello. Sarah Bentman, a.k.a. Sarah Snuffleupagus. Oh, God. I call her <laughs> Snuffles. Sarah, <laughs> welcome back to BTV. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Aw, looking gorgeous, <laughs> as per usual. Keep it in a model mode, right? Oh, yeah. We just did a, a photo shoot earlier. You just did yeah, a photo sure. shoot earlier? Yeah, oh, with okay. uh, Richard Crute. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> wow. Okay, so the timing kind of worked out. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, very, very good. And we have also another actress in studio, a lovely, lovely, amazing actress. She's I've seen some of her work. She's very good. She's also a master behind the camera as well. She does a lot of stuff. She's and also funny as shit when I was talking <laughs> to her. Let's see if that translates. And yeah. she's, she's actually one of my people. She's a fellow Filipino. Fellow Filipino. Yes, yes. She's Alexis Barone in the house. What's up, hello, Alexis? Hello, hello. First time on Below the Belt show. Popping the below the belt cherry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we're in a while for me. <laughs> <laughs> Pop popping in general or popping a cherry? 
<laughs> Either oh, one. Oh, there was okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, Alexis Baronia, now you know what Below the Belt's all about. I guess a little bit, but welcome, and we hope uh, you're not scared off that you uh, will come back sometime. Hold on, wait, let me check my lift. Oh, it's here, guys, gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my, oh my. Alexis Barone, uh, since this is your first time on BTV, let's uh, shine a little spotlight on you because we haven't, uh, I guess our, our listeners, listeners are not familiar who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and your passions in the industry. I feel like I'm being interviewed right now. Yes, I mean, you I, are. I know I am being interviewed. You are. This is your interviews. first. Yes. Tell us about, tell us more about yourself. Well, um, I was born in May. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> um, no, but for real, um, this month, this year actually has been quite crazy for me. I directed two music videos so far, which has been wow. awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting behind the camera Very in cool. the director's chair, not just as a PA. It's been wow. <laughs> really nice. Yeah, one of them, uh, is called Pembe. It's a Turkish music video by Turkish American artist Zeynep Moore. She's stunning and her music is amazing. You really, I saw really the have video to. Actually. Yeah, yeah. You very really well have to go check it out. Good Thank job. you. Yeah, it was it was a whirlwind. It was a very long day, um, mm-hmm. we, but we already have over 137,000 views on YouTube. Awesome. Wow. So wow. Yeah. Needless to say, I'm I'm very pleased with it. But they have quite a following to get that many views. I imagine. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, that particular. Or is it you trying to push it out? Your show. Oh no. I see. I maybe have like eight views on my current video <laughs> published for that so it's it's so okay it's, the bands, the it's bands. definitely yeah, yeah yeah it's definitely them and then the second video will be coming out later this Look uh, at this you. fall wow, yeah yeah, yeah right. for um for a different artist and i'll be posting more about that on you know Instagram. i think i actually referred sarah for that video i don't know if i did but i think i remember uh, you know, you tagging have. your name in a comment uh, for uh, well, thank you for a music video shoot. I think she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm modeling internationally right now. Oh. <laughs> Hair flip and everything, <laughs> <laughs> casual again." <laughs> um, okay, well, let's. Yeah, I mean, I guess you brought up international modeling, Sarah. You actually just uh, came back from uh, European. Uh, Adventure, I guess. Yeah, it was it was interesting. <laughs> Tell us about it. Wow. Um, so I was in Italy. It was what? Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. And yet you still look like that. Like <laughs> I would have been. Oh, I probably was ten pounds heavier when I came back from Italy. Well, they didn't really feed me much in Italy. I'll have to say that. Um, they don't know how to feed vegans. So literally one whole day they just gave me a bowl of shredded raw carrots. Ugh. And uh, they asked me <laughs> if I wanted vinegar with it, and then they gave me vinegar. some wine, and that so was a little that was spice, my whole a little flavor. That's astounding. Okay, so yeah. the wine yeah. part—that's awesome. But the carrots thing is not. I was starving. Oh, I God. was so hungry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, Sarah. <laughs> Italy starved me. <laughs> that, is, that seems so counterintuitive to me, but I guess, uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, pasta is technically vegan, isn't it? Yeah, but they put a lot of dairy, especially. So we were. Could you have asked it for like vinegar and olive oil or something? Yeah. It's hard to, cause um, it was kind of like we stayed at this place, and it wasn't like we would order our meals. It was just right. kind of pre-cooked and sent out, and then what they would have to give me is what they would have to give me, which was sometimes a bowl of carrots, and carrots, cucumbers. Yeah. So it was like. All right. I mean, that's a typical <laughs> model diet, I think, right? It's <laughs> raw, raw more, vegetables. Yeah. Usually more than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I eat more than that. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen you eat more than that. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and you mentioned the vegan thing, but you do do you do pescatarian once in a while? Yeah, I do. I do eat fish, okay. you know, and I do eat carbs. Yeah, otherwise exactly. I die. Um, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I turn into a bear. Well, that's which is why we have vegan cupcakes. You I know? appreciate that. How long, have you, how long have you been vegan? 2011, I developed a lactose allergy, and then my body just started rejecting uh, meat. So um, I was except for except for fish. Did you? Yeah, I can still eat fish. So that's Mm -hmm. uh, when you say rejecting. I mean, wow, I'm trying to imagine violently sick (laughs) (laughs) for a while. (laughs) So I just how how long did it take you to realize that that was the issue? Um. A couple weeks, and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to try not eating meat, and then I felt a thousand times better, well, and then I tried go. to go back to meat, and I was like, nope, I can't, my okay. body's saying no still, and I was like, all right, it's done. No more So I wonder why, why seafood would be the exception, though. I don't okay, know. Okay, so, but no reaction. And I can still eat eggs, which is weird. I can't eat the chicken, but I can eat the well, eggs. Well, there's, there's probably, <laughs> it, it, it probably body. has something to do with the, either the, the fat content that's mm-hmm. in, like, regular meat, like, yeah. fish is really low. Um, and cheese, the, you know, the dairy yeah. products. Yeah, and there's also, like, uh, mm. I imagine there are, like, enzymes that, like, you know, because lactose intolerance is basically you're, right. you know, having an issue with enzymes that are mm-hmm. in lactose. And so, at, at least that's my guess because mm-hmm. I'm clearly not a doctor. Dr. General. Dr. General. I'll add that to my many titles. <laughs> you have a lot of degrees. So yes, I, I do. Mean, uh, <laughs> Almost as many as me. Yeah. <laughs> just decent. Getting close <laughs> We have the same there. amount of degrees. I know. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm <laughs> teasing. I'm just trying to one up as far as these beautiful women. I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, so, Al did bring us cupcakes, though. So That's yeah. true. All I did was show up and, and coffee. You got bring coffee. my beautiful face. Ah. And so ah. Very beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Sarah, so you had a good time, and uh, so more more of the highlights, and maybe even some of the lowlights. Um, highlights. I won the model portion. It was a it was a pageant like competition, which I didn't know going into that. What? Really weird, but it was international. So models from all over the world were there. Um, so a lot of Italian girls. You had Molte like bene. So you did like a pageant, <laughs> like <laughs> kind of like a traditional beauty pageant type thing. Or? Yeah, it was weird though because it was mixed with runway. So we okay. had like French fashion designers and people there, and it was all, it was very, very weird, and 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 I wouldn't say run, um, very smoothly. They were very uh, laid back about it, mm. and it was like twelve hours in heels every day for like a week, and the same swimsuit on a bowl of carrots. On yeah. a bowl of carrots. <laughs> bowl of carrots, high heels and carrots, guys. That's a model lifestyle, apparently. <laughs> it was, it was wine, rough. lots of wine. <laughs> that was the plus side. Yeah, I, okay. I had I have a similar carrot story actually. Well, not really, but <laughs> I remember I had to I had to work really late and like in my office all I had all I found was this like bag of baby carrots and I um, I ate the whole thing like the entire bag which wouldn't recommend doing <laughs> <laughs> because uh, for the next few days I literally thought I was having because it. It felt so bad. I thought I was having like appendicitis or something. Oh my like gosh. it hurts so much. So you've had appendicitis then? 
possible. Well, I'm I'm not dead, so. Did you, <laughs> so did you have they, green bowels the rest of the day? Uh, I didn't have bowels actually for like three days. Oh, okay. oh wow! Oh, he's got it. Okay. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I know that's TMI. I know you want to. That is that is TMI. And I and I. I mean, before we before we started this, you you were like, oh, it's fine. You can like basically say anything, and I'm like, anything. So yeah, I guess this works. Yeah. So. That's my carrot story. <laughs> very nice. So, oh, congratulations on, on winning that. I think that's a, a very so awesome thing. And um, you Thanks. actually appeared on DC's uh, WSA9, I believe? Yes, yes. Yes, DC's... Um, yes, DC News recently. Yeah, DC News, yes, yes. Modeling um, sex. Wow. So that was fun. Nice. Was fun. Did your agent hook you up with that? Or you got that on your own? Yeah, my agent actually helped me with that one. Nice. And that tomorrow, do um, you get to keep the clothes? I wish I they know, wouldn't right? let me. Uh, did they cried. ever let you? Eh, no. Oh. No. I mean, like, girl, don't get me wrong. You look good in it, but it's like I don't know. It didn't feel like your style. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, Sarah and I are gonna go out and get sushi, and then you show up wearing that, and I'd be like, okay, um, what are you wearing? <laughs> who are you? Yeah. I'm very confused right now. <laughs> Plus, like the price tag on those things, I would never personally mm-hmm. buy that unless I was like super, super wealthy. But mm-hmm. um, right. But, <laughs> but free clothes is free clothes. Yeah. I mean, yes, 100%. There have been a few, like, productions that I worked on, of course, before I was, like, SAG-AFTRA, mm-hmm. where... Yes, yeah, welcome to the club! Woo-hoo! Union! Um, <laughs> unions are great. Anyway, so a couple of these non-union pro- productions that right. I work on, I think specifically with, like, Sirens and, like, and Discovery and stuff like that, like, anytime we do costuming stuff, sometimes they'd be like, yeah, you can just keep it. I was like, seriously? Ooh. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, we bought it at Walmart. And I'm like, I, I mean, free clothes is free clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be conscious shopping when I actually am buying the clothes. Yeah, you know? It would be nice if some shoots could expense some of the wardrobe, especially, you know, if the, the production wraps, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm sure with wardrobe and high-budget productions, they want to possibly recycle and use it for another scene or another, you know. I was in, I went person. to, well, actually, when I leave, my mm. short film got into the Columbia Film Festival in Maryland. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and one of one of the short films nice. that my film competed against, um, you know, because it was still a competition for best student film at that point, lost to, we ended up losing, quote unquote, if you want to say that. I mean, acceptance is acceptance. And viewership is viewership. But the short that we were up against like they had access it was like some kid from LA he was awesome loved him he was great such a nice person um but he had access to like the Universal Studios prop warehouse and I was like okay like that's just not even fair and like I think he like and like they had the wow Universal Studios my goodness doesn't get any better than that yeah like that's access right there guys and Alexis you're actually an educator as well aren't you oh I started yes I started I saw that Mm -hmm. look at you Oh yeah, it's um, so I started teaching a production assistant class this summer. That has been exciting. It's been fun. fun. Where uh, do you teach it at? I teach it at the Long Reach Community Center in Columbia, Maryland, currently because cool. yeah, it's super great, um, super small classroom. That's perfectly fine because I'm just starting out. But I I noticed earlier this year that there was a big knowledge gap between production assistants and 
anyone else on set, right? Because on on a film set, y- mm. your PAs they're the lowest person lowest on the totem pole. pole right. Yeah. So I mean, like with all entry level jobs, right? You you expect some sort of training. Well, unless you went to film school, you really don't get that. Or unless you know somebody before you walk onto those sets mm-hmm. to work as a PA, you don't really get that. So I was working with a young woman and. As soon as she showed up to set, I knew, I was like, okay, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, you know, I'm wearing a black shirt, I'm wearing, like, jeans, I'm wearing closed-toed shoes, and she showed up looking like she was going to photo shoot. And I was like, okay. She was a sweetheart, absolute sweetheart, Mm -hmm. and so willing to learn, but that's just it. No one had ever told her, you know, you're here to like not be pretty in this particular <laughs> sense you know what i mean you're, you're here to so you're here to bring in that stuff sarah i guess you have to kind of look lo- like you were working at the the barbecue stand oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe see i don't know I, I prefer looking like i'm working at a barbecue stand because usually people like you if you're working in a barbecue stand because you're giving them food the pa is yeah. just like here's coffee thanks is there sugar in it um <laughs> and then that's the end of your career so yeah so yeah i started teaching because i realized there there was that knowledge gap and especially here in the DMV, you know, our our film industry is always in flux. So it's always good to know these skills, especially if you are trying to make a career out of it and okay. move or what have you. So how often do you uh, teach these uh, classes? And Currently, uh, once. And where do you go to sign up? Sure, sure. So I started quote-unquote, I started my own um, production company this summer just because of how much work I was getting. So I wanted to kind of separate my acting and my on-camera stuff with, like, somewhere I could publish um, things that I was doing with friends and what have you. So anyway, if you want to check it out, which please do, it's super fun, um, you can go to www.mountainmistmedia.co slash PA, yep, slash PA. Uh, dash class dash 101 something like that yeah there you go here here here's a QR code it sounds like this there you go (laughs) or you can go to the main website and just search for search for yeah that is so much easier Al you're right (laughs) you're right that's a lot easier so yeah mountainmissmedia.co co and then search for um, production system 101 yeah yeah there you go yeah so this is a great panel and we have an incredible show from top to bottom as you know uh you know, besides the amazing in-studio panel, we have two celebrity call-in guests that we should introduce. Um, <clears throat> the beginning of the program, um, there's a sci-fi show called Another Another Life on Netflix that dro- just dropped its first season in July. Um, and it stars Katie Sackhoff of Battlestar Galactica fame. Um, we present um, Parveen... Dosange. Uh, General, am I, am I pronouncing this name correctly? I don't know. It's Dosange. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. There you go. Uh, so this is why you're here? <laughs> that, is, that is why I'm here. That's literally the only thing I can <laughs> But it's... Uh, and and uh, uh, Parveen uh, plays the role of Nani and, Singh. And it's more likely Parveen, not Parveen. 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 Par- it's m- most likely Parveen. Par. Par. Parveen. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, I, that's just a guess. I don't know. She might totally pronounce it differently. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard her name spoken, yeah. but okay. that's uh So uh, sh- so she's in uh, this amazing sci-fi show on Netflix um and um Katie Sackhoff is on a mission in search of alien intelligence with her young crew as she faces unimaginable danger while exploring the Genesis. So Parveen will be calling in to talk about that. She's got a lot of cool projects. Um Coming up as well, and um, later in the program, we um, 
present um, another amazing uh, guest, Kayla Adams, um, who uh, plays um, the flight attendant, the space flight attendant in Ad Astra. And Have I, you seen and Ad I Astra? I saw the movie last night. I had to do my homework. Yeah. I went and saw this amazing film. It stars Brad Pitt, Donald Sutherland. Um, and Looks it's, good. It's an incredible sci-fi drama. The critics' uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes is a little higher than the audience score. I have to kind of side with the critics on this one. Usually I side with the audience more. I usually think the audience has the, a better assessment of a film. But for you the, are you are usually more of a man of the people than a man of the elites. <laughs> so I, I totally I totally can understand that. Oh, thanks. And you actually <laughs> liked um, movies like. Um, Venom and Suicide Squad. Which were so, low, lowly rated yeah. on the critics score. Yes, I am usually a man of the people. Yes. However, I have, to, I have to side with the critics this one. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was really good. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a sad ending. It's a spoiler alert, but we won't talk about the ending of the film. But um, she, um, she uh, Kayla has a small role in Ad Astra, and uh, we're going to talk about it here on Below the Belt Show. So, um, <clears throat> So a lot of stuff going on in the world of entertainment um, before we get into everything in Hollywood news. Um, Below the Belt Show will be in the house at New York Comic Con this weekend. I'm really excited. Ow. Myself and Chachi McFly will be um, covering day one. And day two, I have New York-based actress um, Anna Kochma who will be helping me uh, on day two of New York Comic Con. You were just in New York last weekend, weren't I you? Was. I was. Yeah. I've been up in New York quite a bit for... For, uh, I guess, pretty cool reasons. I guess I'll talk about what happened last week. So I'm on the Screen Actors Guild nominating committee. So yes. I get to get to be invited to some pretty cool things. One of them was a screening of The Irishman, which stars such um, up-and-coming actors as Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I don't, the, I don't uh, think I've ever heard of them. That's, right. the, that's so exciting for them. And Joe <laughs> Pesci and an up-and-coming director, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> so that's gonna be that, that, that was made for Netflix, hit. right? It was made for Netflix. It's gonna do a limited theater release, just so it could be in contention for the Oscars. Because mm-hmm. as you know, if a movie does not get um, theatrical theatrical release, release yeah. it it eliminates it eliminates the film from being in the Oscars, and no film wants that. They all want to be in the Oscars. You oh, know, right, they want to right. be considered. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let me tell you guys, three point five hours of just brilliant filmmaking, amazing acting. Um, it's it will make you cry. It will make you laugh. It will make you uh, say what the fuck. It will uh, make you jump out of your seat. Um, it will make you scream expletives. Uh, it, As it, opposed to what it, the fuck. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, so, it, so were you one of those people who like stood out of your seat, like literally full on jumped out of it? And was like, I oh, what the fuck did. at the screen? I, I, I'm, I was, really? I'm very vocal about my reactions in, in watching movies. And I, I, you <laughs> yeah, know, some of the murders were like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> I just had to say it, dude. And... Uh, Scorsese, I mean, he's just, he is the man when it comes to storytelling. Were, were any of them so, there? Like, this was for... So this is a Q&A. So okay. we had uh, we had um, Al Pacino, uh, Joe Pesci, um, Ray Romano's in it. Nice. Robert De Niro was there. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 Paquin, Anna Paquin oh, plays... Uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, she plays um, Robert De Niro's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and what's another cool thing about The Irishman... Is that it uh, shows um, the character, the nearest character, different stages of his life. So they use the de-aging technology, the same technology they used for um, Michael Douglas in in Ant Man. In Endgame too. In right? Endgame. Yeah. And, and um, 
uh, you know, the same with Robert Downey Jr. when they showed him as like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, that technology is just amazing. It's, so, it's pretty so, on point. It's yeah, pretty on point, but it is like really odd to see it sometimes because I'm yeah. just like, uh, hold on, wait, I need to cross-reference this with all of your photos that have been spilled on like the sun or something like that right. and like see if this is really how you looked like when you are <laughs> right. a teenager. Well, they, I mean, at least... Uh, Everyone looks really smooth still, like with that de aging mm-hmm. technology, like okay. a little too smooth. A little I too think. smooth. Yeah. yeah. A little too refined. Especially if you're supposed to be like a teenager, I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah. You gotta have pimples no and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and especially, kind of like, I think back to like when I was a teenager and I look mm-hmm. nothing like I do now. So right. it's like, right. uh. But, dude, what they did with De Niro was great. I mean, you, you really you really looked at it and thought, okay, this is De Niro in Goodfellas mm-hmm. in 1990. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so they so they got it like they refined. I mean, it's it almost to that thirty level. years ago. Yeah. It is. It's so crazy it's to crazy. think about like using like this like really advanced CGI technology for a Scorsese gangster movie. Yes. <laughs> and like. And I think it was necessary. They could have hired some schmuck to play younger De Niro, but yeah. Nah. Well, that would have been a hell of a casting call. Like, hey, yes. we need you to play younger Robert De Niro. Like, right. how do you? I'm sorry, how do you cast for that? That's gonna be like a year long yes. process, maybe five. It's a yes. Yes. It's yeah. a yeah. production back. Yeah. yeah. And everybody, like, I, I imagine any actor that they would have uh, cast mm-hmm. for that would totally fall into that sort of stereotypical De Niro type. Well, and then if they didn't, then it's like suddenly yeah. they might be stealing that show. You yeah, know? exactly. So you know they're doing Sopranos uh, movie, right? Yeah. And it's about young uh, James Gandolfini. Um, and, of course... They didn't de-age his course, They're not they? de-aging him. They're, they're his <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's horrible, General. <laughs> that was, you're, you're no longer a common presence. You're an, alar- alarming, <laughs> an alarming presence. <laughs> no. um, James Gandolfini's son will be, um, yeah. will be playing his younger self. So, oh, cool. Who's also an actor, so that kind of all works I was going to be like, I'm um, sorry. Is he? No, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, just seeing all these uh, legends on stage, I, I, you know, obviously the up and coming was was a sarcasm joke, but um, so really? De Niro, Pacino, um, you know, Scorsese, like all these legends on stage, and just listening to them talk about this film, and and Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci has not acted in years, and kind of think of the last time, thing I saw him. Exactly, in. that's the, the whole huh. point. He took a hiatus from acting, and he comes back in this amazing film, which a lot of people are saying. It's got Oscars written all over it. Well, a lot of times, so I, I mean, I got I haven't obviously haven't seen the film yet, yeah. but the because um, a lot of times, like I know, like going back to what I was saying about the whole stereotypical De Niro type mm-hmm. demeanor, like <clears throat> it's hard for me, like you know, when whenever I think of like De Niro and Pesci together, I mean, obviously you think of Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also um, oh fuck, what's the name of that movie? Um, the other one that they were in together. Oh, um, <laughs> Heat. Heat's one of them. Well, no. Pesci was in Heat? I don't think he was. Oh, um, so there's Goodfellas. There's, um... No, the other one that uh, takes place Sound in of Vegas. A woman? Um, the, the one that takes place in Vegas, um... Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a Scorsese movie, <laughs> and that's the thing. But anyway, oh, Casino. Casino. Yes. Jeez, yeah. God, it takes yeah, place yeah. in Vegas. Some I obviously. Keep to say like Ocean's Eleven. I was like, that's super wrong. Don't yeah. say anything. <laughs> just but just they, pull up IMDb on your phone. <laughs> but but I guess uh, you know the point <laughs> I was trying yes, to make is yeah, um, for both Casino and Goodfellas, they yeah. essentially played the same characters in both movies. Okay, that's fair. And uh, I'm just wondering like. Was it kind of the same thing with uh, the uh, Irishman? Well, and that's, I mean, same nah. thing, only different almost? Like, 
you know what? I I would probably have to rewatch those films to give give that proper comparison. Don't you have con- that and contrast? Yeah. This is the nominating How, committee. Uh, yeah. Well, that that's kind of comparing <laughs> it to previous work. And in fact, it's almost even better not to compare it to previous work. So you're yeah, kind of looking at it as fresh slate. But um, you know, De Niro is De Niro. You know. Well, I De Niro mean, De Niro has know? a lot of range, and so does Pesci. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a super super yeah. talented actor. Also, it's mm-hmm. just that like. Whenever I see them together, I immediately default back to very specific mannerisms and very right. specific, you know, like I, you know, Joe Pesci is going to be the kind of squirrely psycho guy like he right. was in, uh, and so that that's why I was wondering like if they actually like moved 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 on from that or if they. Um. See the thing about Pesci, he's got that distinct, he's got this distinctive voice, you know, yeah. that really like uh, that. You Please c- do that again for the rest of the <laughs> entire podcast. It's, it's horrible, but my impression is horrible. <laughs> Pesci's horrible, you know, kind of like this, you know, little nice, little. Like, yeah. Anyways, um, it's <laughs> and you can't get that even at at his age, seventy at seventy something, however old he is now. Um, you know, is this the same my cousin Vinny, um, Joe Pesci? I don't, yeah, I don't know, that's true you know? too. It's like, um, but it's not a comedy, so you know, it's it's. Man, it's 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 definitely um, it's a masterclass. Okay, it's a masterclass in filmmaking and acting. And honestly, the best we role I think Joe Pesci it. ever made was in a really random movie where he played a homeless guy at Harvard. Um, it's <laughs> like from like the early nineties. Okay. Um, I but, think it was called With Honors, but it okay. was one of the reasons was because he really like went against type. And he played yes. a completely different kind of character. And than that's what you usually that's important. These to. these are the people that are going to get awards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So again, it was an amazing um, screening Q and A. Three point five hours. If you're watching the theater, I recommend going to the bathroom <laughs> prior to starting a three and a half hour movie because you don't want. Was to it like Endgame movie. where you were like uh, mm-hmm. totally um, like I didn't yeah. I I had to yeah. pee for most of Endgame, but I didn't care. <laughs> like I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> it was well. It's a well planned out. Let's okay. Just say so, um, but another highlight of New York, in addition to The Irishman, was working on a new Fox series, Almost Family. Ooh. So check it out. Check oh, it out. nice. How much yeah. can you talk yeah. about it? Um, I, well, I mean, I work with the beautiful and talented Brittany Snow. Yeah. From Pitch Perfect, and mm-hmm. uh, and this is her new series. Um, and um, yeah, look out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who do you play? Yeah. Who, do you, who do you play in it? it. Um, I, I I probably shouldn't talk about that. Okay. Yeah, I, that's I fair. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think I can talk about it quite yet. But um, when love I can, interest I will. calling it now. Yeah. <laughs> love interest calling it now. Love that idea. Yes. Love mm-hmm. that idea. Got you, Alan. Got you. <laughs> Although Brittany and I do have really cool reports. Yeah. So, I mean, know. any casting agent worth their snow should totally, mm-hmm. totally see you as that. Thank you. One hundred percent. I mean, he brings cupcakes. Like he's obviously every person's dream person. Yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> losing it. <over> there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Please tell Ada Kendrick and Brittany Snow and the you rest got of it. the Pitch Perfect. You got it. Let me text them right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the third highlight was going to Jake Gyllenhaal's um, play. Um, it's called Seawall, A Life. Him and Tom Sturridge, British actor Tom Sturridge, uh, basically performed two really lengthy, very dramatic monologues. Tom Sturgis? Tur- thank you. Um, and um, I think it's Sturridge, but I could be wrong. Nonetheless. Um, he was the guy who played in that um, the Beatles movie. Um Across the Universe. Oh, across the same universe. guy. He was in Across the Universe. Okay, he yeah. probably was. Um, but 
It was excellent. I, I really thought that the stronger performance goes to Jake, uh, the two acts. Basically, you have Tom doing the first act and Jake doing the second act. Minimal props. You know, Jake does a little uh, ensemble on the piano, um, but you really see their acting ability. And that, that really can prove uh, an actor's ability is if they can get on stage and do an entire like one-hour monologue. Well, we've got three actors Isn't here. Isn't that do a comedian's think, Would you guys do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could handle a one-hour monologue, quite frankly. I, I can barely handle a 10-minute monologue. I, I feel think. like with like, a lot of practice. Yeah. Okay. Not just a little. A you lot. need a lot. Yeah. I need a lot of practice, but fuck it. I'm up to the challenge. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah. What, that's what the, that's okay, what the last girl. hour of tonight will be. Get it. That's so. what the last hour of tonight will be. We'll yeah. Just one hour. <laughs> we'll just be Sarah's monologue. I'll be over in the corner practicing. Yes. For, you know, the next time. Whenever that is. <laughs> I can't wait to hear some monologues by the Sarah Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. Jake Gyllenhaal came out to to greet everyone. Uh, so that was Aww. really cool. So I got so, to meet so you Jake. got to meet him. Got to meet Jake. So really is cool he guy, is yeah. he as beautiful uh, up close? <laughs> I mean, because he is a handsome man. I mean, he's not my type. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> <laughs> Especially now. Although he's better, he is better looking than his sister. Maggie. I don't know. I always liked Maggie. <laughs> you thought Maggie Hall. Gyllenhaal was attractive? Well, she's unconventionally attractive, she's very but she's yeah. uh, she was still attractive. I loved um, mm-hmm. I loved her in um, mm-hmm. Stranger Than Fiction, which okay. is a I know that mm-hmm. movie's like what. 15 years old now. Right. And that's a great, yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. And she was cute in it. I thought in Secretary, another, okay. but the, that's also like 20 years old. Right. <laughs> so, and then I think I haven't really seen, oh, she was in that, um, that show, the David Simon show. The one in... Um, well, she's in the, the, uh, she's in the Deuce. With yeah, the, the Deuce. That's the with, one I'm thinking um, of. With the, what's his face? Um, Franco. James yeah. Franco, yeah. But haven't seen uh, that, so... Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> worth checking really out. I've seen a couple episodes. Pretty wild, pretty wild. Yeah. And the fourth highlight, going to give, give a shout-out to Lauren Mayhew, actress, DJ, and singer extraordinaire, a very good friend of mine that took care of us at Marquee Nightclub. Aww. In New York City. Yeah, I saw that video we, you uh, posted. We, and uh, we're and all I can think of is, well, yeah, that's fun that you got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a lot of salt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize we were by the ocean on this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, um, bottles were popping. Thank uh-huh. you, uh, Marky Night Club, for taking care of Lauren and her people. Um, um, I One lo- of which is you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but yeah, Lauren and I, you know, she's been calling in the Blow the Belt show for years and years and been longtime friends. And she moved from L.A. to New York, and which is great because now we get to party it up a little more than uh, than we uh, did when she was in the West Coast. So New York was a lot of fun. And I get to go back again for New York Comic Con. Uh, that's this weekend. That's this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. NewYorkComicCon.com. Blow the Belt show has already been approved to cover three exclusive um, TV panels. Um, yes. One is for the new Charmed show on CW Network. Another CW show that we've been approved to cover is Pandora. It's a sci-fi series. And the third is an upcoming Nancy Drew series um, for a made-for-TV um, series. So, yeah, we're, we'll be covering three panels and probably hopefully a lot more that we'll report at New York Comic Con. There's a lot of big stuff going on. They're doing the Walking mm-hmm. Dead panel for season 10. Can you believe it's season 10 oh my already? Gosh. They're going to talk about the spin-off series. What do you know about that spin-off series? Literally uh, no. Sarah Snuffleupagus. <laughs> you know a little bit something about that series, don't you? A little bit, but I, I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> You're allowed to say that you worked on it, right? 
I don't, am I? <laughs> well, I guess you are now. Clearly, that has been. Just well, whether you worked it or not, um, and it, it's an exciting uh, spin-off, <laughs> third spin-off of the Walking Dead franchise. So that should be pretty exciting. Um, I know you like Archer. Archer's gonna have a panel as well. Very um, cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Emergence. Yes. Evil. Evil is a new show on. Uh, on CBS. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it has Mike Colton. Yeah, uh, Mike Colton, the former Luke Cage. Yeah, unfortunately former. Yeah, I know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and a, a panel of a show that I got to work on with uh, Marcella Baratheon from Game of Thrones. That's Nell Tiger Free. Servant. Ooh. That's M. Night Shyamalan's new series. I got to uh, work on that series. So Where is that dropping? Uh, that's going to be on Apple TV. Oh, Hi. Apple yeah. TV is getting a... Uh, their own, they want their own original content now. Mm-hmm. So um, huh. yeah, like that Jennifer Aniston show, which Jennifer Aniston's getting a show. Haley Steinfeld uh, has a show called Dickinson, based on Emily Dickinson, hmm. um, and um, the dude from Black Panther who was in the movie Us. Um, he's got a, a series called Swagger that's shot in Richmond. So he's uh, cool. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff like coming to the Virginia region. Virginia which is, like super, is and, and super Philadelphia nice. right now and for Philly the DMV too. actors. Well, um, Philly and 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 Richmond are it's got a ton, a ton of work, ton of work. A lot yeah. of those, uh, I'm guessing, it's mm-hmm. uh, because um, a lot of production companies moved out of Georgia after. Yeah, but they that got put to put to laid to rest a couple days ago. Did that get laid to rest? Oh, okay, really? so did mm-hmm. they did they right. one of the as far as I'm aware like I was reading um but one of the Supreme Court judges was like fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be. Sorry, yeah. hold on, let me say that louder. <laughs> fuck this. And then yeah, was like no, nah, this is unconstitutional. So, what particular productions ceased ceased working in in um Atlanta due to that? Do, uh, are you aware? I can't okay. think of specifics off the top of my I head. I know there were like there, there I, were a few though. Mm-hmm. There were a yeah. couple. Okay. Well, I can't say much for production companies, but I was talking to quite a few, a few people on the directing side of things that were like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd do this. I don't know if I want to work there. If yeah. this is gonna happen, which is which is really cool. I mean, unfortunately, I feel like if you're gonna take a stand on something like this, you either it's it's you can't go halfway. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you're either against it or for it, but yeah. you know, which kind of sucks. Well, but didn't, again, didn't, it got overturned. So yeah, didn't Disney good. Marvel? Disney was planning on moving all their Marvel productions out of Atlanta. They were, but um, but where to where? Back to California, right? Well, to probably Canada. to like Vancouver. Can- Vancouver's and in fact, our guest is uh, from the Vancouver area, uh, Parveen. So I'm sure she'll speak on. Uh, a little bit on that, but I guess yeah. with that, like you know, I haven't been following it that closely, so mm-hmm. I don't know. With right. uh, with that, that may not be the case anymore. Yeah. Um, other panels include Snowpiercers. This is a new, oh, um, yes. such a great movie. Okay, well, cool. I love the yeah, so I love the movie. Yeah, and it's based on, it's based on a gra- like this French graphic novel. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Jennifer Connelly is the star of that. Who doesn't love her? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Ogg from The Walking Dead's in it. Allison Wright, mm-hmm. Mickey Sumner. Um, and of course, I mentioned The Walking Dead already, which they're going to talk about season ten, in addition to the spinoff series, which you kind of like was a little si- you were a little <laughs> silent there, Snuffleupagus. Um, Star Trek Universe is going to have a panel as well. Um, they're going to talk about the new Picard series. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. you're excited about that, General. J.J. Um, Abrams <laughs> and Stephen King, uh, they're going to present Castle Rock, 
Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's but, uh, that's that's pretty much treating all of Stephen King's works as like this big shared universe. Right. That's what Castle Rock is. Right, right. And that's awesome. That I mean, it sounds like it'd be really cool. I don't have the time to watch like all this stuff. But, yeah, uh, that's, like that's the one thing about, especially like being on like the opposite side of the camera, where yeah. it's like, how do you? I mean, on both sides, really. It's like, how do you keep yep. up with there's so much? Like, it's it's a wonderful it's a time lot. to be a filmmaker, like, on both sides. <laughs> yeah, just know? now. There's I'm, so much. Just so now, much actually, I'm catching yeah. up on The Walking Dead. I'm on, oh, like, good. season seven. Oh, good. You, you, is, is it getting good? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right, yeah. so you'll be caught up with, with the Whisperer uh, angle. And, uh, well, we'll see. I still have, like, two good. and a half seasons left. Good. I'm glad you started <laughs> watching again. So that's, that's a big part of our but that's like, But that's, like, you know, when I think about that, and you always talk about these great shows like Westworld, which I've never seen, or... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in your boat on that one. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Westworld's yeah. another excellent one as well. Exactly. Or, yeah. like, The Handmaid's Tale, which I've never seen. Oh, yeah, I've seen that's every Sarah's show. single and thing. Yeah, so, I love Sarah, that you could talk about that show, because you actually worked on that, yeah. right? I don't yeah. know if we've had you in <laughs> yeah. studio since you worked on it, but how, how, was well. your, how was your experience on the set of... Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. I, it was crazy, though, because on set that day, we actually had a fake handmaid try to sneak in and be a handmaid. <laughs> did she make <laughs> her own costume? No way. She did. Yeah, oh, my God. No way. That's she, crazy. Wait, I didn't know this. She actually... So it was a bunch of Handmaid's Tale uh, at the Lincoln Memorial. Yep. Uh, for that scene, which already aired, so you can talk about it. Of course. And then, I guess, a super fan in the same um, iconic red... Yep. Now, how, how different th- did her costume look? Right. It was a little different because she had Uggs on, and it wasn't <laughs> oh like what? a great remake of the outfit, so people could tell, and everyone's right. like, there's a fake handmaid, there's a fake handmaid. <laughs> she was like all the way in the back right. in security at a, all them pews. That's actually, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta so give it up for her. That's really funny. There was some other, I didn't see her myself when she was mass talk, because I was towards the the front, like closer to the main characters and the top of the Lincoln. She was in the back, like towards the end, so she could sneak in, but um, they they saw her and, and... Took her away. That's oh, kind of low-key wow. terrifying. But, like, here's, here's my biggest thing. So she, was wearing, she was wearing Uggs, right? Was she also holding a pumpkin spice latte? Like, come on. <laughs> you know, you're going to go with that They could have just given her a voucher and, and shoes and then, and, you know, this is made true. her go to work, you know? This is but, true. You know? All we had to do was kneel a bunch of <laughs> Right. <laughs> knee pads. So, so if, if she was wearing Uggs, like, what kind of shoes did you have to wear as a right. handmade? Um, we had, like, brown boots, and then they gave us this, like, brown over-top layer for the boots. So oh, it wasn't okay. really that much. So it was their, their boots that they, yeah. that they wore. Everyone, all the handmaids had boots uh, yep. from wardrobe. Wow. Brute, boots from wardrobe and then this weird thing that went on top of it to make them look What do you wear longer. underneath the robe? Um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been so long. <laughs> Was naked. No, I'm just yes. <laughs> <laughs> Purity. <laughs> well, I mean, was there something mandated that you had to wear underneath the robe? We or had a like... um, red skirt, and it was a red shirt, and then a sweater, and then a mm. red cape, and then we had this red mouthpiece to cover because it was like one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. silence, you can't be speaking during prayer type things, and of yeah. course, a little wing bonnet. The bonnet. Oh, that must have been so annoying, though, to like, film in, like... It kept oh, falling no. off with the wind, and then so makeup had to keep pinning it to all of us. It kept flying off. They'd be like, oh, oh, fuck, we gotta reshoot the shit." Oh <laughs> no, no! You still no, look no. adorable in your your costume. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that picture was pretty cool. Wait, wait, how the hell did you get a picture on that set? <laughs> <laughs> how the hell did you get a picture on that set? You have to One post of the convenience. Girls. 
snuck in a phone and I was like, she was like, can you take a photo of me? And I was like, only if you'll take a photo of me. Yeah, TBS. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been on the same boat. I would have been like, all right, come on. So that's you're the reason how you're, you're, how you're able to get that Yeah, she asked me for a photo and I was like, great. only if you get one of me. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Like, if I'm getting caught, you're getting caught. Uh, exactly. Well, The Handmaid's Tale does not have um, a panel, but CW well, is really representing Riverdale, Batwoman with Ruby Rose. I think yes! you're right. <laughs> They'll have a panel, um, Roswell, New Mexico. So CW is really representing at this upcoming uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, of course, so. they—that's uh, their. You know, mm-hmm. they've they've moved into that niche where like they have mm-hmm. all the the Arrowverse shows, yep. and then I mean it's pretty much just like a geek network. It is, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, so yeah, I mean. New York Comic Con is one of our favorite um, stops um, in the Comic Con circuit, and it's one of the largest ones, and it's one of the best ones for a reason because uh, the activities that are involved, the the panels are second to none, the celebrity guests in attendance, and uh, we just have a blast. So we're really looking forward to it. Uh, for those who want to check it out, NewYorkComicCon.com, I believe uh, tickets uh, badges are still available if you want to go check it out and, and um, say hi to Below the Belt Show when we're there. So. Going to be rad, going to be rad. All right, let's talk about some huge news. I know that you might have an opinion on this there, General, but mastermind Kevin Feige of MCU will be producing a Star Wars film. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. What do you think about that, man? This is crazy. Um, He's collaborating with Kathleen Kennedy, of course, president of Lucasfilm. Um, And I think maybe maybe she decided to give Kevin Feige the bone instead of Ryan Johnson because of well, the negative Feige's reviews. Well, Feige's not going to be directing. He's going to be... Uh, I'll be producing. He'll be producing. Like, yeah. who, who's directing the next Star Wars film? Um, so we have uh, DB and Dave. Um, uh, okay. DB of um, Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. Yeah, David Benioff and uh, DB Weiss, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, that is that is super exciting. I don't it's know. It's exciting, too. It's I'm really wondering, like, Kevin Feige was pretty much given carte blanche with the MCU. Right. And, like, so I don't know if they'll do that for Star Wars because mm-hmm. Star Wars is uh, I mean you know there's well I won't say that um, I mean obviously the MCU and Star Wars are you know pretty equal when it comes to like film franchises right. now but you know I, I don't really think he'll have that same kind of like control over Star Wars that he did with the MCU so that might be a little bit of an issue like like I don't know if you remember before um before Disney restructured everything and mm-hmm. like the MCU movies were under Marvel Entertainment right. with um um douchebag uh Trump supporter um CEO what's his name Ike Perlmutter okay. I, let's just call him douchebag that sounds yeah, like a great idea. <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's kind of the same thing but it's like I mean he's the same guy Ike Perlmutter is the guy who said that like Black Panther and Captain Marvel wouldn't sell because oh wow or like you know be, for obvious for was, the for the obvious douchebag reasons right yeah so, right. so douchebag isn't and uh, yeah and they proved them wrong yeah they proved him wrong but right. but basically yeah. you notice like that happened um I want to say that happened I don't remember exactly when that mm. happened but you noticed a stark difference in the quality of Marvel movies after that happened, after they moved right. it apart. And he's already proven, uh, has a proven track re- record. He'll do great things for, <coughs> s- for the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. Apparently Chris Evans and 
who you mentioned, Captain Marvel, Brie mm-hmm. Larson, both want in on this new Star Wars film. Can you blame them? I know yeah. Brie Larson has no. been a huge um, Star Wars fan, so I know she wants a part of so it. So is it going to be like a continuation of the current no, timeline? I think the, or? The, the, the Skywalker saga is, is coming to a close with Episode Nine. Right. Um, I, I don't think they could loosely tie into the films, um, but I'm not sure where... Um, Feige's film will be per se. I do know that DB and Dave's film is going to be based on the Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. So I believe that's even before Episode One. I think that's exciting. Huh. I think like that's like yeah. thousands of years before yes. Episode One. Well, so if you think about that, that's perfect for the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. That's Their attention perfect. to detail is awesome. Yes. Like everything. Were the you world, Game of Thrones fan? We're gonna skip over this. So, okay. <laughs> okay, okay here I'll just go into it briefly. Um, so I only watched the last two seasons. Last two seasons. Because I was, I, I was living with people at the time who okay. uh, were who, super fans. Super fans. Yeah. So I was like, uh, uh, I don't really have time to catch up, so I'm just gonna watch these seasons with you guys. Okay. So but yeah, did you enjoy legitimate. the two seasons, oh, even yeah, though you absolutely. didn't understand what was going on. I mean, like I. Just read it online. You know what I mean? Like, I hate, to, I hate to say it, but I'm just like, I don't have, you know, like, I, for me, it's about the world building, which is exactly what I want right. to say. Like, I feel like, I feel like, oh, cool. I feel like the, um, like the world building aspect of, of everything is just going to. It's just really going to bring everything together. I can't. Well, that's, that is. I agree. Like, uh, world building is a huge part, and it's actually... Oh, okay. We've got to go. Yeah, guess. let's just do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we can get back to world building. I could put a like, pin on that. Right. Yeah, let's, let's put, put a pin, pin on that. I love talking bring about world building. on one of our special guests. All right, guys. <laughs> hello, hello. We welcome Hi. to Below the Belt Show, actress extraordinaire. She's from Netflix, Another Life. She plays Nani Singh. We have... Parveen Dasanjh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but Parveen. Yes, 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 that's correct. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it sounds like there's a lot of you in there. Yes. Yeah. So we were there's speak- a thousand of us, yes. <laughs> You're speaking with Al Soto, along with my co-host, Mike the General Zod. We have guest co-hosts uh, Sarah Bettman and Alexis in studio as well. Hello. Hello. Hi, Sarah Alexis. Now. <laughs> and Mike the General. That's okay. I'm forgetable. I do have to ask, Parveen. Um, I didn't see it yeah. in your bio, but you run e I am what, sorry? You run E-Hesty? I guess not. Okay. For, n- never mind. I was asking if you were Iranian. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm not Iranian. I am um, well, Indian, so... Um, but yeah, I, I speak Punjabi. Oh, okay. Oh, My bad, because awesome. it looked like it looked like in a, like a Persian name, and I'm Iranian, so that's why I was. Yeah. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Well, you know, my mom's friend, my mom's best friend named me when I was little, and yes, yeah, she's Iranian. So yeah. So. Well, there you go. There, there's reason for the mix-up there. Yeah. Well, it's a gorgeous name. <laughs> exactly. It is. It is exactly. Absolutely. Well, I gotta say, what a what an incredible show. Um, I, I got to check out Another Life. Um, I, uh, I'm a new fan, although I'm really familiar with um, Katie Sackhoff. Obviously, uh, f- she's a legend in sci-fi with uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, tell us what it's like just uh, working with someone like Katie. I mean, Katie is... Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, she is... I mean, she's a dream to work with. And she's like... 
she's a badass woman, you know? Like, all <laughs> yes, really I saw that in the pilot. She takes no shit from anybody. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that. I mean, her role is just a dream, but in real life, she is just like the nicest, kindest, down-to-earth human. So it, it was really, really nice. Um, yeah, we went over to her house for Thanksgiving. And oh, wow. Dinner and everything for us. Yeah. Casual. It was, it was really nice and beautiful. She, she wow. You're actually having Thanksgiving with the Sackoff family. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the Another Life family. So, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, and I just recently actually listened to one of her podcasts, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're such an inspiration. But, yeah. She, oh, she was cool. Awesome. Yeah, well, no. got a lot of work. Great. We'll have to let uh, Katie listen to ours with you <laughs> as a special yeah, guest. Exactly. Maybe. <clears throat> so you work closely with um, Katie's uh, character of Nico's husband, um, yeah. and that's um, Eric Wallace, played by Justin Chatwin. Um, and uh, oh. saw so you in the opening pilot. Um, and uh, first of all, amazing job. Uh, I can't wait to see more episodes. I'm sure we just uh, kind of. I just reached the kind of tip of the iceberg of your character arc when I saw the pilot. But um, right. tell us how you got involved uh, uh, on the show and the audition process. Well, the audition process was like any other one, really. But I, I had it the night before I had this audition. I audition a lot, by the way. <laughs> I have a lot, a lot of auditions. So That's it's usually kind how of it goes. Yeah. That's well, the actor's job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, I went in. And the night before, I kind of, I had like a weird dream, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe this one is going to, I have a feeling about this one. And I totally went in, and I played her like myself, like fully like myself, no character. Um, and it landed, and I was like, okay, great. But then I did add, once once we were on set, and I got a, an idea of the character. I mean, there, it was a little more of a character afterwards. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I was really excited about it, and. I mean, the cast is amazing. So working with Justin is obviously a dream. He's so skilled, and and it was fun. And I like their relationship. You'll if you watch into the next, you know, throughout the series, it's right. like they kind of have this rivalry, but they also like she really has his back, and he has her back, and it, it's just really nice. And, and it was great. It's awesome, and the effects, fantastic special effects. I mean. Um, yeah. Netflix always delivers with their sci-fi shows. I mean, an Alter Carbon, another Gosh, show yeah. that that shoots in Vancouver. This shoot, this show shoots in Vancouver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so yeah. you guys always, del- I mean, Netflix always delivers with these sci-fi shows. Kick um, ass! They always do. They deliver with all their originals. Yeah. You know, they yeah. just they just kill it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell us a little about working in the um Vancouver market as an actor. I mean, we've had a lot of talent from Vancouver, and we think it's awesome that mm-hmm. that it's kind of the it is the Hollywood North of, of sorts. But how would you say it compares to the, that in the Los Angeles or New York market for actors? Well, I think it's, I think it's a lot smaller, obviously. Um, I think it, it's just it's so much more of a community, and I absolutely love it. Everyone really, really supports one another, I and mean, truly and genuinely, I, I think, for the most part. Um, <laughs> That's I'm the goal. Really <laughs> but, but yeah, no, every, but we all kind of know each other, and it's a lot smaller than you think, and. Yeah, when anybody lands anything big, everyone's just rooting for for that person. And if it's if you don't get it, then you're happy that the next person got it. Like truly, I think it's genuine. And so, 
Nice. I, that is I refreshing. Love it. I have mm-hmm. so many friends that are Vancouver actors, and um, yeah, I would I would never trade it. I think it's something really special. That's and, fantastic. And we're busy yeah. up here. We're like so busy. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and, and so uh, many productions. And it's a great way for I mean to to get like series regulars on on and recurrings on big shows like like you know like you guys are doing in in Vancouver. I think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of them come from L.A., but, I mean, Vancouver is starting to really pick up as well, so so it's good. I mean, it's, it's really happening out here. I, I like awesome. it. Awesome. That lot. is awesome. We actually interviewed Elizabeth Ludlow on our show when she was on The Walking Dead. What's, what's it like working with Elizabeth? Uh, she's a, she was a great interview. Gorgeous. We remember her interview on our show. But. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <She's just> so <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> I know. Such a cool, yeah, such a, oh look, such a good look, so such a good pretty. ethnic look, yeah. Yeah, she does. She's so pretty. Um, I didn't get to work with her too much. I mean, I would see her here and there on set and, and, you know, in our makeup trailer and stuff like that, but I didn't get to, we didn't have any scenes together, so, because they're all in space and we're on Earth. You're but, on Earth, right. So I was like with, yeah, I was with Justin and Selma and Barbara Williams, so. That was you know, I do want to ask about Selma because, as you know, she's had that public battle with uh, MS. How how is she handling it on set? Uh, oh, she's so great. She's just so great. I, yeah. I was, like, in awe when I met her because, you know, Selma Blair. <laughs> like, right. You know, usual. <laughs> yeah, sweetest thing. Like, took me, took me back to my childhood. But, no, it was it was an absolute pleasure. She's so amazing. I was about to swear. But I... <laughs> You can swear, by the way. Oh, I can swear. Yes. Yeah, I was. See, Parveen, it's my first time on the show, and I'm. I was. I was told right before we we started uh, this, they were like, "You can do anything. You can say anything." I was like, "Oh, okay, (laughs) cool. Well, that's nice. Not not regulated." (laughs) Yeah. 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 Sorry. I know. I've been. I've been told that I have a bit of a potty mouth. I feel like all film people do. I feel like all film people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I know yeah, that when when Selma had shot her scenes, this is prior to, I guess the, the, I guess the worsening of her MS. Would this impact her character for upcoming seasons? No, no, I, I, I can't even comment on that because that's that's up to her. But um, she's she's just so great. She is actually just a gem yeah. to work with, and we actually had a lot of fun while we were shooting. So it was. Well, we, really our well wishes are with Selma. I mean, you know, that's a very difficult, uh, you know, yeah, illness yeah, that, that that she's that she's battling right now, and you know, our prayers with are with her. Um, but certainly so. Um, so I guess season two has has it been official yet? I, I don't think uh, they've given quite the green light yet. And do you expect Netflix to uh, green light a season I two? I want it to. I want it to. <laughs> I want to hear that news really soon. I'm like, come on. I don't know. I really don't know when the right timing is going to be or when they, they come out with that information. I've been asked a few times now, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Katie, tell us. <laughs> Someone tell us. Netflix, tell us. Yeah, because yeah, Katie's a producer. She's an executive mm-hmm. producer, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I believe so. But I think they have to give the green light first. I think, like, Netflix comes out with that first. Right. I think. I'm not sure on the exact process, but... Yeah. But hopefully, I would love to do that. Yeah. And then season three and four and five. Right. <laughs> of course. Yes. Now, are you are you a, a fan of sci-fi, or did you just maybe become a fan of the genre after working on this uh, series? Yeah, I kind of became a fan of it. I originally I wasn't a huge 
sci-fi fan. I actually, I don't even watch much TV, to be honest. I'm not <laughs> an actress, which yeah, is crazy. I did when boat. I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're either you're either you're either working, you know, to be on television, or you're on television. So like, you don't really have time <laughs> yeah, to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, That's true. It's true. It's one or the other. Yeah, it's interesting. I was younger. I did a lot, but um, not sci-fi as much. I, okay. I would just watch some of you know my. What was your favorite genres or fandoms? I I would say like drama. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, kind of got into that for a little bit. Yeah, I like like I like this is us. That kind of stuff oh, is yeah. really good. Okay. But I do watch it now, and I did get into Arrow a little bit for mm-hmm. sure when I was on it. Well, and yeah, of course. Now that you uh, had a <clears throat> a guest star on um, Supergirl, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a few episodes of that too. My nieces watched that, so it's kind of fun. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I do like it now. It's really interesting because. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Like, every possibility is actually endless. There's aliens, there's this, there's, you know, outer space. Absolutely. And there's a lot. So, what do you guys like to watch? So, I'm going to jump in on this one. (laughs) I'm also in the same boat. Uh, Like, the drama. Dramas. I love, love, love dramas. Um, So, I only literally just this evening started... And of course, this is sci-fi, so I don't know why it's just a drama, but it's drama sci-fi. But I finally yeah, sure it is a lot of drama and sci-fi. Absolutely, I finally started watching the new season of Stranger Things, and like yes, oh, in the yes. Russian, and they started yeah. off with Great Russian. I was like, wow, this is awesome! Like they're actually it was speaking a great it correctly. Season. It was a great season. It is, it is awesome, right? Yeah. Don't say anything else, guys. I'm only on the second episode. <laughs> are are there any dream roles or shows that you would love to work on, Parveen? A dream role for me is to play the first Indian female superhero. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my dream roles because there is not one yet on screen, and I think there should be. Um, because so write it, it, right? Are, are you going to write it? <laughs> What's that? You should totally write that. I know. I know, right? <laughs> or get someone to write it. Um, that would be a dream role. And um, oh my gosh, on shows. I don't know. I don't know if I have like a particular dream role. Okay. I, I don't know if I have that, but but yeah, something with a strong female lead for sure. Mm-hmm. Something like Absolutely. that. Yeah. Very very nice. Um, but how was your experience on Supergirl? Since we kind of alluded to it, uh, if you could remind us of your role of, as Doctor Park in that in that episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was great actually. I worked with uh, Macad Macad Brooks. Hmm. No Macad, right? Yeah. He's yeah. A, he's amazing <laughs> and he is a really skilled actor as well but yeah I was his I was his doctor and I was treating his um kind of PTSD and anxiety and it was actually really good and really real and it was a really you know heavy heavy kind of moment for him that I got to see and witness a few of them so it was it was nice it was really good and I mean they've been around for so long so when you work on productions like that any CW productions they're just so yeah. well oiled you know you just mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. and it seems like you play a lot of very intelligent roles yes um, you played Dr. Jane in Life Sentence you played a nurse and the good doctor uh, so <laughs> do, you, do you see this um, uh, do you see this happening uh, often do you notice the trend you know what you know what it is, it's actually the funniest thing because my my brother and sister are both real life doctors awesome and I, oh nice I, yeah, yeah yeah so I was always like yeah, maybe I'll do that. And then I went into acting, and I was like, well, 
I play a doctor on TV all the time. So I'm a med school guy. But um, yeah, it is. It's, it's a trend. It's a definite trend. I think it's a bit of a stereotype too. But it's, yeah, yeah it's being being an, an Indian actress, lot. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you ever think about working in India, like in Bollywood? Uh, you know, I didn't. I I never. I I got asked that question a lot, but I don't know how to speak Hindi, and I mean I could learn mm, it, but okay. I was okay. always more interested in this, and like I do like the action stuff too, and I want to get into a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think the crossover would be hard. You know, I know I know a lot of people do it, and I think coming in as like a guest star or something like that would be cooler or just make you know cameos right. on movies that would be all right but i think that if i did something out there then you'd get labeled as that i don't know i just feel like people put people in boxes and i just don't want to be in a box yeah that, i would I imagine that would that. be a huge huge challenge like um being typecast uh is kind of like a death sentence <laughs> yeah well, no, it can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. you you would have consistent work. Yeah, that's you know? true. But it's like, I guess it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, if you want to focus on film acting, why would you audition for like every theater production in the city? You know what I mean? Like, right. It kind of feels right. like that almost. Like it's like the lack of focus, which I think early on in most of our careers we we need to have. Mm-hmm. Parveen, what uh, what's yeah. next on on uh, on your project schedule? What is next? Um, well, I'm currently just in for another project that I'm not allowed to talk about. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah, we know how that is. The NDA. <laughs> Good old NDA. <laughs> yeah. But Good yay. old NDAs. Uh, so I can't talk about that one, but um, I don't know. I'm pretty clear other than that. And I, I have an audition tomorrow Good. for an L.A. project. And, yeah, I've just been taking a lot of martial arts classes, kind of getting yeah. a lot of Oh, what kind is of that, is that is that related to the uh, the mystery role that you can't talk about? Ah, good good question. Uh, it is a super role. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yes. Maybe okay. It, so hopefully, not that at all. Can you at least <laughs> tell us what kind of martial arts? I do think my martial arts skill will help any role. Really it, it's right. true. Absolutely. Yes. Any yeah. action yeah. action based film, yeah. But you mentioned what yeah. kind of martial arts? Yeah. What yeah. kind of martial arts are you taking? Oh, I'm doing like. Uh, Jitsu, Muay Thai, kickboxing. Kind Muay Thai. Of okay. So basically yeah. MMA. Got it. That's U- badass. UFC is just calling my name. Yes. I can totally see out. that. That's badass. <laughs> yeah. So cool. are you, have you gotten any belts yet or are you in stripes yet or are you still working on that? What's that? Have you gotten any belts yet or stripes yet or are you still oh, working on no, that? Oh, no. I haven't even tried for that yet. But we, I mean, I think I could. This new club offers that. But so far, the past few years, we've just been doing a lot of private. Okay. And a lot of private training. That's awesome. Yeah, I think awesome. we're ready to ready to go there and do that. Very Woo-hoo. cool. Yeah. And uh, one more cool thing uh, uh, I should ask about: How what was your experience like working on uh, the video game industry with FIFA 16 and 17? I guess you were. Mm. Did you do motion capture or did you do um, just the voiceovers? I did. Um, I was like the athletic body type in cool. FIFA. There was like three different body types that were in there, and I was the the middle one, the athletic one. And yeah, that was. Super, super cool. I actually, there's another project now, too, that I am just on <laughs> that I can't talk about. That is motion capture, though. 
like another motion capture gig. Cool. Yeah, another motion capture that that is that will be the actual motion capture part of it. That is. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you have you have fun doing motion capture. Do you find it fun? Yeah, because just because I'm really active and mm-hmm. I I like to be physical and do all that, so it's good. I mean, same with same with you guys over there, right? Right. Yes, very much so. All that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. especially gotta, in the martial arts game, girl. I got you. Active. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Parveen, <laughs> wow, it was great talking to you. Uh, Thanks, guys. Everyone cool. should check out, please, Another Life on Netflix. Please, oh, it's, a, it's a great sci-fi show. All episodes streaming for your on-demand pleasure. Um, <laughs> check out uh, <laughs> Parveen <laughs> and her amazing role as Dr. Singh in this uh, yeah. really cool uh, sci-fi a series with Katie Sackhoff and uh, Parveen. Before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are, um, throw out a plug for or your character in Another Life, and let us know you're on Below the Belt. Okay, let me know when. Sure thing. <laughs> right now is good. All right. Hi, I'm Parveen Dosanjh. You can find me on Netflix as Nani Singh, and we're here with Below the Belt. Woohoo! That was great. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank Parveen, you very much. Thanks for calling in. Can't wait to Thank watch you. the rest Thank of your episodes. You I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the series. Okay. And okay. fingers crossed for season two. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you. Okay. Put that out there. <laughs> Thank you. <care. laughs> bye bye. Bye. That's awesome. She seems like an absolute kick ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's super cool. It I'll is be really Great cool. first guest on Below the Belt yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen the show yet, but I'm probably going to go home if I have mad insomnia and watch it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And that's what every, every, and everybody has Netflix. It's not like one of those platforms that, oh, maybe someone has, maybe I can steal someone's password, but everybody has Netflix, so everybody can watch Yeah, it. they pretty that's much true. give away Netflix subscriptions now. <laughs> with just Wait, about where, where are you going to get free Netflix subscriptions? <laughs> well, no, like wondering. if you, for like most, uh, most, like most cell phone plans now will mm-hmm. give you access to Netflix. Well, the Spotify yeah. Hulu thing was hella awesome. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, I don't have Hulu still, but, um, that's the uh, the one thing. Well, that's that's the platform that you have to get the password. Yeah, see, that's why you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. You're right. <laughs> exactly. I love exactly. how Alexis is back, make yourself comfortable on the floor. Oh, yeah, I'm, like, sitting on the floor. I'm, like, literally, I'm, I'm chilling. Guys. I love it. I'm I love chilling. it. You can't see it, but I'm chilling. So we'll throw out a few more um, movie headlines before we take a classic cut break. So, before, so you, before you do that, yeah. I'm, always, uh, I'm always tempted because, you know, we interview a lot of people on here. Yeah, man. And I, I am so tempted to just, like, completely catch them off guard with some random weird question, like, you know, if you were a dog, what were you, what would you be, or something like that. <laughs> and I always chicken out before I do that. If you were an asteroid, what belt would you be in? Would you exactly. be in the Kuiper belt, or would you be in and the And actually, that ties belt? into That's Below the Belt. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be perfect. <laughs> That's the most nerdy question you could I'm ever possibly I'm so going to steal that from it, you. Okay, fine. You can steal it. You can no, steal no, it. No, no, no. You have if to you, ask it. If you preface uh, it with disclaimer, um, this is a general's odd question. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm so tempted to do that all the time, and then I always like chicken out. I'm like, oh, they're having a great conversation, and I'll sound like an asshole. Well, like I also feel like <laughs> a lot of actors, we always like. I feel like we always get, and it's great, but right. like, I feel like we always get asked those questions. It's like, 
oh, what are you working on now? Like, yeah. how's that? Like, and it's just like, I mean, it's great, but like, I just want to drink and I like yeah. want <laughs> you know, to talk about anything other than work. You wanted to know what we uh, enjoyed watching. That yeah. was so, so sweet. That was I was cool. like, yeah, okay, I'll talk about this. Yeah, most of the All time day. they don't we, really. We do have another guest, so try not to scare her, but I'll give you one. I'll give you a. Don't scare her. Uh, yeah, don't scare her. But you can you can throw out one oddball. Okay. Well, are you gonna do thing. the are you gonna do the asteroid one? I feel like we gotta have like a corner if we have time. Alan, give us like a signal or something. <laughs> yeah. Because like you you have your notes. You like want to go through stuff and like I want That's you cool. to go through. Because I, I, I am I am legit jealous that you came up with that because that <laughs> is. Awesome. I feel like you and I just became nerd buddies. Exactly. Asteroid yeah. nerd buddies. Yeah. There you oh, go. Boy. There you go. I have there an answer. For I, I love even it. have an answer. All for right. That question. Are you happy about MCU and Sony coming to terms on a new deal for Spider-Man? Tom Holland will be coming back for a yeah. third movie yes. and another Marvel movie. So they got at least two more movies. Well, they did they say just one more Marvel movie or well, one Spider-Man movie to, for the trilogy, right? And then one additional appearance in another Marvel. Oh, movie. so it's it's literally just one yeah. MCU. Like non Spider-Man MCU correct, movie. Correct. Correct. Oh, interesting. So okay, because I thought because I, I saw conflicting things that said right. just future MCU movies or yeah. um, so uh, well yeah, the new the new deal is agreeing to collaborate on a third movie featuring Tom Holland as Spider-Man. All right, here's a guess mm-hmm. that movie that he'll uh, the uh, the MCU movie that he'll appear in. Okay, is that Doctor Strange? Oh yeah, the multiverse. Yeah, and then he will fall into the multiverse and you know wind what? up in the Sony yes. Sony Spider-Verse. You know, that's a very brilliant yeah. thought. That is a brilliant thought because they, if they thought about it, if they can't continue after this m- film, mm-hmm. they thought about a way to write him out and you're, that is absolutely Although brilliant. I guess that's dependent on whether that Doctor Strange movie comes out before right. or after Spider-Man 3, whatever they call Spider-Man 3. No, I think, I think Spider-Man it's going to, I think Spider-Man oh. 3 will come out before <laughs> because they, they like to have those Spider-Man films like Every other year. Okay. Seems so like. I think they're gonna they're gonna try to shoot for the next one to come out in 2021. I feel like Spider-Man yeah. is the one superhero I'm kind of low-key not sick of. Okay, yeah. you're you're a fan. I, I'm a fan. I'm a total okay. fan. Like, well, you enjoy like, far, I mean, you enjoy everybody like loves Spider-Man. <laughs> Did you like Far From Home? Yeah, I haven't seen that okay. one yet. Right, but like, right. but I mean, like, I'm just I'm, I'm just like <laughs> a fan. I've always been a fan of of the character. Yeah, right. Right. he's the, he's Story. like this, you know, the everyman who's kind of like downtrodden and right. um you know, he's the type, yeah, he's this like awesome superhero but he can't pay his rent. Although I guess <laughs> not cocky so either, like, like Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. But then but then he's also yeah. hilarious. Like he's yeah. really funny and yeah, like he, he is from, like privilege. he is, yeah exactly, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. You can humble li- he's a humble yeah. life yeah humble yeah well that's life. that's why he's not he's a billionaire so like Bruce Wayne exactly no. or Tony Stark or Tony Stark, Tony Stark yeah. right but that's I mean that was always like you know because I read comic books from when I was a kid and I won't tell anyone how old I am but it's <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> you know and that was always what drew what drew me in that and with the X Men like, right you know the whole idea about being. Um, different and being downtrodden like being um um and i'm completely forgetting the word now oppressed (laughs) okay (laughs) and um but like you know but that was that was always the appeal of spider-man and they'll always need characters like that because that's what that's what most teenagers and kids like you know everyone feels like my my four-year-old nephew loves spider exactly (laughs) He has the concepts of the the superheroes just yet at, at that age, but 
he does love Spider-Man's colors. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> um, oh, so and the costume. Um, but Tom Holland actually updated his social media with um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street saying, I'm not fucking leaving, which is, uh, <laughs> nice. which is a nice kind of, uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly how he feels. Uh, yeah. He, I know Tom Holland really wanted to stay within the MCU, so I know that he is... Well, it, another interesting thing about it, and I actually didn't know this uh-huh. before. I guess there was uh, some kind of like some kind of rule that Spider-Man couldn't appear in the other Sony Spider-Verse movies. Well, I, I mean, they only they've only had one so far, Venom. Yeah, and, I think that um, changes things now. Yeah, yeah. But apparently now he can. Yeah. Which uh, which was interesting to me that like, maybe that was they, a part of the New Deal. I think it was. Yeah. Because like, I mean, they're making. They're planning to make a lot of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of, like, really, but really strangely take, obscure characters. We talked about this before. Like, yeah. Sabrina said this before. She wants to see Spider-Man as an adult. In every movie we've seen, we haven't seen that. It's been Spider-Man the kid. Mm-hmm. That's true. So yeah, that's true. let's see him work for the Bugle, you know, work for Jonah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and, adult, that'll, and that'll eventually happen. I thought that was right. the whole point why they cast Tom Holland. Because, right. like, have they it be, like... Yeah, have yeah. Daniel like like Daniel Radcliffe with uh, Harry Potter, right. where mm-hmm. you know he starts out as a kid and you see him grow up through right. all the movies. Exactly. And but yeah, I mean like Spider Man, like the the platonic ideal for Spider Man for me is someone who's he just finished college, he's having right. trouble with money, he's working for the Daily Bugle, right? And um, but that's just also l- he doesn't sleep because he's secretly a superhero and exactly. saves the world every night. <laughs> or into the city, at least. There you go. All right. General, I know you saw the Margot Robbie trailer. Yeah, I did. Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, So she's one of my favorite actresses of all time. And, again, stoked to have met her. Um, she's reprising her role as Harley Quinn in the much-anticipated Birds of Prey and also has a long subtitle and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, uh, which comes <laughs> out February seventh, twenty twenty. I do, I do love that long subtitle. Do you like that subtitle? I do. Okay. I, I like I've it. always, I've always really dug that okay. when movies do that, where they yeah. have. Uh, I mean, oh, y- it's it's usually for comedic purposes. But how awesome, how awesome does it look, though, bro, man? It oh. does. It does. I mean. I've seen great trailers for not great movies before. Okay, so well, it's let's, a hope little this one de- let's hope this one delivers because DC needs to get back on track for winning films. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, I love how it opened with her uh, defining her namesake, Harlequin, mm-hmm. a person whose role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. And uh, you saw Ian McGregor, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Journey Smollett Bell, um, Rosie Perez, um, the rest of the cast. Um, yeah, man, Ewan McGregor is going to play the villain Black Mask. Yeah. So, um, excited to see that. Uh, and they, uh, speaking of DC, they had the um, premiere of Joker in L.A. Um, I'm so excited mm-hmm. to see that I'm, one. I'm, I'm going to be seeing it tomorrow. So ah. gotta, Yeah, i got to stay up to date because I'll be busy with Comic-Con. i got to be able to talk about it on the next week's show. Yeah. That's for the, sure. um, so how do you guys feel about the controversy around so it? So the security apparently has to be a little tight. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't excessive, but for the L.A. premiere... Um, as you know, with the with the third um, Batman film, uh, 
Oh, the shooting in the Aurora, shooting in Aurora, Colorado. Colorado. That that was yeah. a controversy. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, obviously, God forbid, nothing happens like that for the Joker uh, in opening weekend. But um, well, I mean, the whole concept, like, um, or are you talking more more about the violent, excessive violence? Not the, the excessive shooting? violence, because excessive violence in movies is kind of whatever. But yeah. um, you know, the whole idea, like, a lot of people are saying about how it's like, you know, the whole like incel um mm. power fantasy where it's supposed to be this like um this you know white guy this bitter angry white guy <laughs> who's <laughs> um you know lashing out at a world that he feels is uh, is not um is not treating him correctly and it ties into a lot of like you know a lot of like mass shooters like the one in um not the one in El Paso the one in um Dayton, Ohio, or... I feel like I'd need to see the film in order to, like, say anything about it. Because, yeah. I mean, like, everything, you know, everything until that point is just kind of there. You know what I mean? Like, it's all, it's all, it's all headlines. It's all mm-hmm. opinion. It's all opinion. That's just it, right? Right. And so, for me, I think... I've always I've always been one of those people. Like, I need the facts. I need to see it. I need to be able to come up with my own opinions first. I mean, mm-hmm. am I... I can say this, though. Like, People should go into any movie, any art form, right, with, like, as clear a head as possible, mm-hmm. you know, so that way they they aren't affected by everyone else's opinions so they can formulate their own. That's almost impossible with any sort of comic book-based. <laughs> Is <laughs> it? I mean, you, you're talking to someone who hasn't ever read comic books. Okay. So there's, there is that. Yeah. So, I mean, well, well, I'm just saying rarer, any, any sort of, like, geek franchise yeah. movie, yeah. you're not – that you can't go into it with, like, a clean slate, you know – because if you do, I guess this is the the hopeful filmmaker because yeah. because they wanted to be <laughs> true to some aspects of the source well, material yeah, and, and, backstory and, that, and stuff and everything. Back the origin story exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And nerds are uh, notoriously an angry bunch. Do you yeah. think that but this like film that. will go to its backstory, like the original? Well, there's backstory? there actually that's the thing. No one like the whole point of the Joker is that no one knows what his backstory is. They've made up mm-hmm. a backstory for the movie. This is the first the origin. Movie. This is the uh, first origin story of the book. Yeah, Joker, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's um, and so like yeah, there's um, I mean there's that. Like they don't really. They don't really. I mean, there is a clean slate there. I think, uh, but you know, going back to Alexis, what you were saying about how um, you have to go into it with like a complete open mind, as of, much as possible, as much as possible, as much as possible, which might not be possible. <laughs> the, um, I mean, the whole thing that um, that is almost impossible to do, especially with. Um, you know how like the spoiler culture that we have also, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I mean, that's a really, really lofty thing to right. to want to go for because, like I said, I mean, all this talk about, like, incel violence or whatever that could come from this, mm-hmm. a lot of it is because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of made for, like, I mean, like, I'll, I'll be free to admit I've been a geek and a nerd, but there's a lot about geek Seriously, culture. Seriously? Really? <laughs> yeah. What? I have no idea. <laughs> there's a lot about geek culture that I don't yeah. like. And a big part of it is how incredibly angry and protective they are of, uh, well, they, you know, there's there's this sort of, like, persecution complex that yeah. a lot have. And it's a double-edged sword, yeah. for sure. And it's, and it's also, um, there's a lot, there's, like, so a lot of, you know, this, like, you know, kind of obsessive protectionism of, like, their beloved franchises leads to just 
being bitter assholes. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder it. if it has to do with the fact that at the premiere they didn't welcome any interview press, only photography, only photo. Press. Well, there was that that weird. No. The weird situation with Joaquin Phoenix and the one interviewer where he walked out. Oh, was this for another film? No, for, oh, this I for, didn't the, hear this about for the Joker. That. For the Joker, oh. I did he not hear about he that. like he walked out for like an hour and had to mm-hmm. be like uh, brought back. I don't remember what the interviewer asked something about violence in the movie. Right. Huh. But it's um, yeah the it's 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 hard to um it's hard to it's hard to really get to how you um yeah i'm losing my train of thought here but uh, it's hard to really um i guess reconcile some of the some of the things with that that Mm -hmm. um you have reconciles not the right word anyway but um i get what you're trying to say like it's 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 hard to it's hard especially especially like you know if you have if you're a massive fan of these franchises you know and you and you care so much about mm-hmm. these characters you know and you and like that's I mean you saw that with Harry Potter right, right. like I mean people have tattoos you know I mean like mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing yeah. you know what what impact these these fictional characters stories have on people's lives mm-hmm. so I understand I understand that it with movies like this right that's kind of coming you don't entirely know what to expect because it wasn't written before, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of like to me. I guess that's part of the reason why I say go into it with like an open mind as much mm-hmm. as you can because right. you don't know what's coming, and that's like that should be exciting, right? Because yeah. everything else, I mean, because you know what to expect with all the other things, you yeah. know what to expect because it's been written, it's, exactly. it's already out there, you know. So like, yeah. this is kind of un- this is absolutely uncharted territory. Right. And I think that's what makes it to me so exciting. Yeah. And that's and that's and, and that ties in like you know a lot of times with movies they do take chances with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. the next Thor movie will have Natalie Portman playing Being the first female Thor. Right. right. Yeah. And that was a storyline in the comics. Right. It's actually a really good storyline in the comics too. But right. it was um but predictably there's like all these angry people on Twitter yeah, talking about yeah. like I just uh, straight up try to I mean try to ignore people exactly angry, yeah. angry over dumb shit. yeah <laughs> they don't realize they, they probably don't even realize it's an actual storyline yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly they're jumping the gun right away but that's you know. a, that's what I talk about when I say like that so. kind of dark side of yeah. geek, geekdom or fandom well this is something I'm really excited about general is um, Kevin Smith is going to go back to the drawing board as in rewrite a script for Clerks 3 um, <laughs> because he finally um, was able to reconcile with his uh, buddy uh, Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson was the other um, clerk. Uh, as, as you know, Brian O'Halloran was one of the other. Yeah, he and was Dante. No, Dante and Randall. Which Randall. Was he? he was Randall. 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 So if Randall wasn't going to be a part of it, they couldn't make the third Clerks film, even though they have so much bigger star power with the other actors. But it really comes with down Brian to... With Brian O'Halloran? Really? Well, no. <laughs> well... Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with Kevin Smith and Jay Muse and, and, and Ben Affleck and, you know... Even Jay Muse? What was the last thing he was <laughs> I guess, in? all right. Fine, fine, fine. I mean, like, but, uh, you know, there's definitely... They definitely are recognizable yeah. for people who, you know, from a certain time and... Yeah. Um, but it's... I mean, well, Ben Affleck, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he's, a, he's a star now. But, yeah, they reconciled, yeah. and they're going to go forward with this project. Nice. Which is really uh, exciting, because this is all about reconciling. Kevin Smith also... Have you guys seen Clerks? 
No? Nope. But I always like it when people re- reconcile. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a fun word to say, reconcile. Yes, yeah. it is. It I is. mean, it is. A, it's a fantastically fun movie. I haven't seen it. In it's a, a great film. I haven't seen the it. The sequel in... was great, too. And then we're going to get Clerks mm-hmm. 3. And you know we're getting the Jane Silent reboot in a couple weeks. On October 15th, that's going to be released. That's going to be crazy. And he actually talked about... Um, reconciling with Ben Affleck. So apparently Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck weren't talking for a while, and he was able to convince Ben to appear in the Jane Silent Bob film. They were reportedly estranged for a number of years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, if you think about it, man, Kevin Smith gave Ben Affleck his break. Yeah, Chasing Amy. Or actually, I guess Mallrats. Yeah, Chasing Amy or Mallrats. But then he he did Goldwell Hunting, you know, and kind of did that on his own. Yeah. But... um, but yeah, luckily, um, you know, Ben was Ben is is you know is returning um, for this uh, cameo in the film. So apparently, Kevin Smith was quoted saying he's happy to help get his friend back. So, um, which is you know great. Um, speaking of great sequels, uh, Beverly Hills Cop is getting a fourth film. Eddie Murphy. Uh, he just wants to do these uh, movies that he wants to finish before he you know. You know, finishes his comedy career. I guess his movie career. Um, Coming to America, too, was the one that he wanted to finish, and they're in production now for that one. Oh, I yes. love me Coming some Eddie is, Murphy. Coming to America is one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's hysterical, it's and now they're doing Beverly Hills Cop Four. Um, so yeah, Eddie Murphy is gonna be. He's gonna be. I totally Saturday forgot Lounge, there was a Beverly so. Hills Cop Three. <laughs> yes, there was. There was. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll. We'll see how well it does because yeah. it's been a long. I mean, that's not exactly a franchise people have been like clamoring and waiting for. Right. But I, I mean, I feel like everyone's just so excited that like it's you know the Eddie Murphy. Yeah. 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 I mean, Coming Eddie to Eddie America. Come Coming back. to America is a fantastic movie, it and is that is phenomenal. That's a classic. So I mean, funny. came out what almost thirty years, probably more than thirty years. Yeah. Ago now. I think late eighties, mm-hmm. eighty nine or something. Yeah. yeah so yeah. and people still like remember that like really really well. Like mm-hmm. um, and Beverly Hills Cop was fun, <laughs> and it was great at the time. I remember I saw it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, but we'll see how it goes yeah. because like I said, there was a Beverly Hills Cop three, and I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, are you a fan of Bring It On? The I love coming Bring of age. It on. Yes, a lot yes. of people. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that was a great it. movie. It's a great. Movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I say it. Say it. I'll say it. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's a I, good movie. I, I love yeah. Eliza Dushku, <laughs> but Kirsten Dunst had it. Yeah. Uh, had recently <laughs> s- said her. on the Kelly Clarkson show that she'd be opening to doing a. Uh, a sequel for Bring It On. Where she'd be like a coach, I guess. <laughs> could, she, <laughs> could she still qualify as a cheerleader? Well, I mean, I mean yeah. I she's like, like in her like, late yeah. 30s now. Right, right. So yeah. it'd be like a... Unless it... I guess she could be like a professional cheerleader. Yeah, she still looks great. Yeah. You know? Why not give mm-hmm. it to her, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Football cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. In, the pro, in the pro teams, NFL, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, a lot of films, like I said before, are going um, to a limited theater um, release and then going to Netflix. Netflix has um, really uh, wanted to up their original films. So, as I mentioned earlier, Irishman's one of them. And another big movie uh, directed by Michael Bay is going to go from a limited theater release to Netflix. And that's with actor extraordinaire Ryan Reynolds. Um, mm, as you know, right. he's great in Deadpool, but uh, only a little. 
<laughs> only, only, only a little. A little. Okay. I say that with a lot of sarcasm. He's <laughs> fucking awesome. He was freaking awesome. The film's called Six Underground, um, which is an interesting premise. It follows the lives of six billionaires who fake their own deaths to form a squad of protectors helping the fight injustices around the globe. That sounds, so it sounds ridiculous. Like <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I that feel like that sounds exactly like, I don't know, Does it sound like Michael Bay or, or what? Well, what it sounds like, yeah. I mean, the whole six billion... Okay, so I guess you got Batman and Iron and Man, right. which is kind of like that, but that sounds so much like like. Was Elon. that the official logline? Yeah. That's the official that's logline. That sounds that sounds so ridiculous. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Like I mean, I definitely feel like that. That feels like a, a Ryan Reynolds like yeah. logline, yeah. which like uh, wait, that means nothing. But yeah. I, in in the sense that like R and R can bring like, it. It sounds like, like like an Elon Musk wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> where that's what he wants people to think. Like he's going around like saving the world. I just I feel like the whole like rich people being superheroes thing is kind of low key. <laughs> Ask that's Iron Man e- and ask Batman. You know, like, you know? I mean, like, that's they, part of the reason why it. I think we all well, like Spider-Man in this room is we're just yeah. like, yeah, every yeah. day. Well, look, at, look, at, look in real life. There's no there's no Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark that's going oh. out <laughs> saving the world. I mean, that's <laughs> the Elon Come Musk. on, man. Well, Elon Musk is all also calling random people pedophiles oh, on, wow. um, okay. on Twitter. Like, okay. for, and <laughs> Elon Musk has got a little bit of aggression, and I like that. Do you? Okay. It's like, it's just different to that whole sphere of tech. And I feel like it definitely brings out the whole, like, yeah, these so. people live on zero sleep and lots of coffee and popcorn. So this mm-hmm. is really fun that Ryan Reynolds did to promote this film on Instagram. He holds a picture of a DVD Netflix disc and says that warm up those DVD players because we're coming to a mailbox near you. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, clearly, I love it. I love him. Clearly joking that it was it, it's going to be their DVD release. Is gonna did, be you have, did you have the uh, the DVD uh, DVD service for Netflix? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before, did before you? Totally streaming. You know, you know what I had? I had Blockbuster's uh, DVDs? Co- competing service for oh, Netflix. I remember <laughs> going into Blockbuster, like the actual brick-and-mortar Blockbuster. Right. Uh, they were ugly buildings. Yeah. They were ugly buildings. <laughs> but they worked, and then they yeah. went under. So I guess. And they then we didn't. saw in Captain. Marvel. Well, there was there was a time where Blockbuster, like when I was in college, you go, you went to a Blockbuster on a Friday night, and it was packed. Yeah, I don't remember how many people were in there. I just remember walking around. Right, right. Chances right. are it was a ghost town. Short. You, I mean, yeah, you're a lot younger than me. Unless you just look amazingly young for your age. Yes, I'm Which, actually a thousand-year-old. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it's like, you know, something-year-old buzz. So like, so like in the 90s, like blockbusters were like, that's kind of crazily where people went on like mm-hmm. Fridays and Saturdays unless they were going to a party or a bar or something and and so it there's was only one blockbuster now here that's there's all, there's in, two uh, there's two okay so there's two I'm oh. sorry what it's I thought they were gone there's one, one in oh, wow. there's one in Oregon and then there's <laughs> one in New one Zealand one in New Zealand oh, yeah so let's just get on guys let's just get on a plane tonight and get yeah to New I mean <laughs> Al clearly that is clearly like, a has reason. the hookup to like that's go to clearly a reason to go to New Zealand clearly the reason not the wine not the beautiful you know everything else just the blockbuster exactly although just one last comment on this I would definitely watch Ryan Reynolds' movie Right. Yeah. yeah. The logline's a little skeptical, yeah. but yeah. like I love him. He has my respect. So <laughs> of course. I'll watch of course. It. <laughs> but it'll be on regular Netflix. It won't be on Blockbuster. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> he was trolling. Uh, but Eddie Murphy, as we mentioned earlier, is going to have a Netflix movie called Dolmite Is My Name. Uh, have you heard about this one? It's a biopic about comedy legend Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah, he played Dolan. 
He's the one who played Dolomite in the 70s yeah. movies. Yep, so he's going to be Never actually well. seen those movies, but yep. but it's, uh, I mean, he can do it, man. Eddie he Murphy. can do it. He can do it. Yeah. Uh, Abominable is the top of the box office for uh, this week. Um, uh, and then um, second place goes to Downton Abbey. Hustler is still hey. doing well in third place. And uh, It Chapter 2 dropping to number four. And Ad Astra, the film that I saw yep. last night and who will be welcoming our next guest. Uh, she's... We're gonna have an actress from a from one of the top movies in the country uh, calling in uh, very shortly on Below the Bell, so this is pretty exciting. Um, you mentioned Stranger Things, a couple TV things, Yay. and we'll take a little break here. So Stranger Things just announced season two. Uh, se- sorry, season, season two, four. really? Oh, <laughs> season four has been greenlit, of course. I mean, gosh, I mean they already, you know, left there us with no a way. huge. That wasn't even a- Question. Huge cliffhanger. There's no question, right? Don't say anything. And the, and the Duffer Brothers apparently were offered this a major deal um, by Netflix to produce more content. So. You know what? Like, I really, I really like really their good. process. Like, yeah. it sounds like their process is solid because I mean, it, it makes oh, some incredible content. You know. Yeah. You know, and they, stuff, they take their time with those, it. Those Duffer Brothers are great, though, man. I mean, just. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's so it's great storytelling, and they set it in. The 80s is a period piece, but they do it so well. The mall, the, the set design was just yeah, they, stunning, you know, all that good stuff. So. And they, you know, combining, like, uh, thematic aspects from Stephen King right. and Steven Spielberg right. is, like, yeah. Uh, can I Can I be honest with you about something real quick? Okay, so when I hear, like, the Duffer Brothers, I'm thinking, like, the Duff Man from Simpsons. Uh, like, <laughs> there's two of them. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! yeah. Oh, my Oh yeah! Can't Season speak, four, can't Stranger breathe. Speak. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> That's Just my FYI, favorite. Like, yeah. I, I do think this. Simpson fan. I think oh, absolutely. Nice, Dad nice. and I would watch that every uh, night <laughs> on cable. Though this uh, this series on Netflix sounds cool. It's Steve Carell from The Office. It's a new show called Space Force. Right. Oh wow! So <laughs> so Mike Pence approved, right? Yeah. So Donald Trump <laughs> and uh, um, you know, announced it in June 2018 uh, that he was going to create a, a space force. Yeah. Like you know, like the Air Force, but for space, you know. But uh, they s- decided to take wind of that and just create this uh, series from it. And uh, you know, in real life, you know what way. Space Force is going to be in real life? It's NASA. NASA, pretty much. NASA, yeah. It's NASA, but with guns, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but it's not going to no. be like cool ass like space rangers and la- right. with laser guns fighting aliens or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's going to be people in in computer terminals controlling drones and you know taking telemetry. That's what it's going to be. Telemetry. Wow. Yeah. What a great SAT word, man. And. Um, yeah. So How many points is that Scrabble word? Yeah, right? Hmm, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, are you actually doing the calculation right now? Like, I feel like you are. I kind of was. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> but you made me lose count, so uh, I won't tell you. And uh, one more tidbit before we take a little break. Uh, HBO Max has ordered a pilot based on DC Comics DMZ. This has a really That's cool a premise. I heard about this. fantastic comic, yeah. So this is a uh, modern civil war. Right. How wild is that? It's so, uh, it there's a lot of I mean that yeah. that that book that graphic novel came out a while ago like in the right. early did 2000s. You re- did you read it? Y- yeah, I did. It was, I heard it was fantastic. It was really good and right. um, but there are some really really scary parallels <laughs> from a book in the early 2000s. Right. And, you know what could be a worst case scenario that could happen <laughs> in the. Could, could, is it a feasible? 
uh, I didn't scenario think, for I didn't a think so back in like 2003 or so when right, I read it, but right. now it's a lot more realistic <laughs> than I would. Civil War, which well, I mean, the Civil it, War was yeah. basically about like you know the uh, I guess the rural. Um, mm-hmm. The you know the salt of the earth types right. against the urban elites, right? Which uh, I don't know some parallels with that. Yeah, <laughs> certainly so. You know what's his name? The um that um Reverend um the one the big Trump supporter who um you know was was even quoted recently as saying like you know if Trump gets imp- impeached it'll be a civil war mm-hmm. and you know our our illustrious president retweeted that like illustrious. a res- like a responsible president should yes <laughs> <laughs> calling every up. president should be on twitter right. yeah you know, doing his goddamn job yeah let's go with that from his golden toilet, yeah so. yeah his golden so toilet. so i mean i mean yeah and a lot of it is it's it, it it's probably going to be a way yeah. like hope well let's hope that that yeah. <laughs> that never happens and i right. would think it probably wouldn't but it's still a lot more timely than you would I would have liked to have thought when I read it in 2003. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scary. So before yeah. we welcome our Ad Astra actress uh, Kayla uh, on Below the Belt we're going to take a classic cut break and we always like to kind of tie in things mm-hmm. to the classic song that we play every week. Um, well, she's got a top movie called Hustlers and hey, hey. just announced that she will be the Super Bowl halftime performer this year, it's none other than J Lo, Jennifer Lopez. So Ooh, I love me some J Lo. So I figured, why not uh, break break out a classic song by J Lo? This mm-hmm. is "Love Don't Cost a Thing," <laughs> and we'll be back here on BTV. available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com That's right. She's your super super bowl halftime performer JLo Jennifer Lopez Love Don't Cost Love a Thing. Don't cost <laughs> I know, right? What a great track, right? So right away we're going to go into our next special guest of the evening, guys. Wow. I just saw Ad Astra last night. What an a Freaking amazing film. My gosh. Stars Brad Pitt, 
Tommy Lee Jones, Liv Tyler, um, Ruth Nega, and also appearing in the film as our next guest, guys. We have actress extraordinaire Kayla Adams on the line. Kayla, are you with us? Hi, I am here. Hello. Hey. Kayla, good to have you on Below the Belt show. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm so, so your happy character offered you. Brad Pitt a pillow and a blanket, correct? Yes, he did. Oh, wow. So I'm sure um, a lot of women would love to offer Brad Pitt a pillow and a blanket. You got to do it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't think about it that way, but you are right. Yeah, and it was a very expensive pillow and blanket, we might add. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool scene, by the way. How, how, it was really fun. How, it was okay. Really hard can can I ask about the effects? How do how would yeah. we how do we how would he work that scene with the anti gravity? So I was on a wire. I was harnessed up and wired, so I am actually floating. And then you know they paint out the wires in post production. Right. But that took a lot of work and a lot of sweating in that very warm suit. Mm. <laughs> wow. How many takes are we talking to film that particular scene? Oh, we worked on that for days. So that that particular was... scene was filmed for, for several days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Milk in that Brad Pitt time. Yeah. <laughs> You're not complaining. <laughs> You're not complaining being in an enclosed room with Brad Pitt. So I got to admit, I worked with Brad Pitt just a week and a half ago on um, a skit for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And what a really nice guy. I mean, at first, I got to admit, you know, sometimes I get a little starstruck with certain celebrities. He's one of them. And just the nerves went away after I chatted with him. And he was really cool. And I told him what a great job he did in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is prior to to me of uh, seeing Ad Astra. Uh, What kind of vibe did you get from Brad working with him? The same as you. Yeah. I was, yeah, a little bit starstruck. I don't get starstruck a lot, but... But with um, him you I did, did, right? Him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, I watched him growing up as a teenager. You know, he was the heartthrob. So seeing him was, yeah, it caught me off guard. But then the same experience. He was so uh, uh, kind and gentle and just in the work. Right. And that was... Uh, such an honor to be a part of. He's just such a nice guy. He's very, very friendly. Wow. Did you talk a lot with uh, Donald Sutherland as well on set? I did. We're both Canadians, so we, we gushed about Canada for a while, so that was really fun. That's awesome. N- nice. I love That's it. That's awesome. That, that, that movie proves it doesn't matter how old you are, you can go into space at any age. <laughs> space at any age. Sign me, <laughs> up, for, sign me up for space no at I mean, <laughs> Imagine someone, uh, you know, someone at Donald's age saying, I want to go to the moon. And hey, no problem. You know? <laughs> so do you find this to be a realistic future of the colonization of the moon? Uh, yeah. I, I, I Good. Think it's kind of interesting. A lot of films kind of tend to predict some things that have happened in, in an odd way. Yeah. Um, whether or not this is one of them, yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Humans are so I'll curious, and then we want to populate and build, so you never know. I would love to see that. I mean, the fact that it was colonized, and you, you, you see the scene when they just get off um, the spaceship mm-hmm. or shuttle or whatever, and they enter and it's, welcome to the moon. <laughs> like like yeah. a sign that looks like a New York subway sign. And you see, exactly. welcome to the moon. It's like, wow, it just kind of blew my mind. This could be a feasible future 
Um, no it, doubt. You know, yeah, and no and that's what I loved about. I mean, even though, <coughs> you know, they go, we didn't see aliens. You know, I guess it's you know the, a part of it. You know, I guess they, they didn't want to go that route for the film, but. As far as the exploration and the intent and trying to find if there's life out there, it certainly um, certainly captured it um, very perfectly, I'd say. I think so, too. And I think, like, the juxtaposition of, of the vastness of space and, and trying to search for something, you know, outside of ourselves versus the intimacy of, of Brad's journey within himself and his father and that relationship is so... It was outstanding how James did that, the director. I thought it was great because we have such a big scope of the world and the universe, and yet what's the task at hand? It's the healing of that relationship. It's still that total human element. Totally, absolutely. And I think that's that's why a lot of people resonated with it on such a deep level. I think you hit it on the head, too, about saying, like, there was no aliens, you know? I think we were expecting that. And yeah. To not have that and have just a human connection going on was is is so good. He did such a great job. Wow. And I love how um, it's it seemed to be accelerated. Um, I guess it takes a, a few more. Ye- I guess now with the technology and space travel, it takes a lot longer than it does to travel in the world of Ad Astra. It seems right. Like, right. Yeah. Well, I think his longest leg was seventy-eight or seventy-nine days. To get to Jupiter, which is long. That's long. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we developed that uh, speed of uh, transport, space transport, just yet. But (laughs) not really. I think it's amazing just to see uh, Jupiter and then Saturn's rings is just like wow, it was mind blowing. It was really visually, it's a stunning. Are you about to break into song, Al? No, it's a stunning to the moon. It had it had a lot. Well, it had a lot of. Have you seen Interstellar, General? It had a lot of those elements. With Interstellar, um, you know the George Clooney, um, Sandra Bullock uh, film. That's not Interstellar. Oh, sorry. What is the name of that? So it had a lot of those moments. That um, was. Yeah. Oh, I know what movie you're talking you know, about. Yes. I can't think of the I name. I thought it was Interstellar. Sorry, my, my bad on that one. But it had it's a lot of those. Gravity. Gravity. Yes, yes. That's it. It had a lot of those like on the edge of your seat type. Just you know, when when they're in that aspect of space where they could just. Just, just fall off and, and lose grip of whatever they're grabbing to and fall into space, mm-hmm. and, which I guess I shouldn't say anything further because it'll be a little bit of a spoiler. But uh, yeah. man, it's just it was it kept me on my seat. It really did. So. I love those yeah, kind of movies. Absolutely. It did, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm more of the critics. We talk a little far from the planet. Oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. no. I and I, I was saying earlier, I'm with the critics. I know that the critics' score for Ad Astra was a lot stronger than the audience score, but. I, I am on the critics with this yeah. one. This was uh, certainly a strong film. Yeah, me too. And I think, like, because, you know, some people, uh, we just assume, oh, a space movie where we're going to be, it's a popcorn flick and it's a big, you know, explosions and aliens and this and that. And right. for it to be different, like you had touched on, right. um, maybe maybe it did throw some people off. Maybe it didn't. Who knows? So, you know, not every film's going to touch everyone. Um, so it, it, I, I think it's telling that the critics gave it such a big score because that's their job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have they sure alluded to yeah, a s- Have they alluded to a sequel and is a sequel possible? They have not, but I I can see how they could develop something out of that absolutely. I would love a sequel. I love the director James. He was he's amazing and 
And, I mean, Brad, of course, would have to be in it because he's fantastic. It's one of my <laughs> favorite roles that I've seen him play in a long time. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm, I'm down for a sequel, and then we need another Virgin Airlines flight attendant. I'd that, like to do another I'd like to do another Tonight Show skit with Brad myself. So. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's called The Gentleman fun. at the Bar, <laughs> Kale, if you want to check it out <laughs> on, okay, on YouTube. Okay, I will. I will, absolutely. <laughs> um, so let's talk, about, let's talk about some other uh, amazing projects. You know. So first of all, you have uh, Rogue Warfare that's coming out this weekend right yes it's coming out on friday i cannot wait let's for talk about I'm the so film excited. yes you're uh you play a traumatized middle eastern mother whose entire family is yeah. wiped out in a terror attack wow so we're talking a, a very wow. re- realistic uh war based film about terror uh with terrorism aspects in it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and i and i'm lebanese so you know it was it touched home for me because a lot of my family is in the Middle East still, so it it, it kind of sh- this part shined a big light on like the terror you could say that happens in their own backyard. And yes, it, it's overseas and it's the U.S. versus this and and vice versa. But for the people who are the byproduct of it that live there that have to deal with the homegrown terror, it's heartbreaking. And to play that and have compassion massive compassion for those people and be able to portray that in a character mm-hmm. was I'm so excited for it. I, I feel really proud of my work and I cannot wait for people to watch the film. So that's yeah, that, that really yeah. that really hits home for me too because oh, I'm okay. I'm Persian and so I have a lot of family yeah. in Iran and um yeah the uh there, there is that specter. I mean, there isn't really terrorism in Iran, but there's always this looming specter of war. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's, yeah, that's. Did you, uh, did you have to go on? Uh, did you have to travel? Like, where was that? Where was Rogue Warfare filmed? They actually filmed it in the desert of California. Nice. So they nice. filmed it, I believe, at the same location that they did parts of American Sniper. Oh, okay. Um, because a lot of, like, yeah, a lot of California, the dry desert hills look like some of the hills in, in the Middle East. So we were in the same location of some of the parts of that film. So well. it was really cool in the way they built the set. It, it felt like I was there. I actually took a video and sent it to my dad just to see, you know, because he, he's my dad's Lebanese, just to show him. And, of course, it's, it's a little different. It doesn't look as war-torn as the, the set pieces that we had. But it was really cool. It was it was a little slice of it to see it. Have um, you been back to time. Lebanon? I have not, and I'm desperate to go. Yeah, it is well, on my list. Yeah, I'm That's I'm cool. the same way. I haven't I haven't been to Iran since I was two. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're overdue yeah. a trip. <laughs> yeah. So right, yep, right. But it's it's different, you know. It's it, it's different than here. So you mm-hmm. prepare yeah. yourself for that, you know. So you're working with Stephen Lang, um, great actor. Uh, he did great in the Avatar films, and uh, of course, uh, he's done a lot of work. Did you work closely with uh, Stephen Lang? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. He wasn't in my scene. He he's more of the good guy. So I'm with some of the not so good guys in the scene. Um, I can't say anything, so I don't want to give it away. Sure, but, no, yeah, no doubt. Stephen's role is. It would be great if I was with him, then I probably, my family would have been alive. But he's not in the scene with me, unfortunately. Okay. Will Yoon Lee is another name. Um, I remember uh, meeting him uh, he, uh, a couple uh, years ago at the New York Comic Con for his show Falling Water. How'd you like working with Will? Did you work closely with Will at all? 
No, I didn't either. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm ruining this right now. <laughs> oh no, this is. I did You're good. He, he he worked like the day after me. I was like so excited thinking that, but he's he's the good guy too. So the like, good I, guy, right? Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was surrounded by all the bad guys. I don't know what I did to deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got I got the bad people. Right. But I love Will. He's great. I I have a lot of friends who have worked with him in the past and. A couple of people that worked in Los in Canada. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things, so I'm sure I'll see him this weekend at the screenings. But there uh, you go. Yeah. Are we expecting yeah. a na- is This is going to have a wide uh, theater release or a limited theater release? Yeah, it's just a limited theatrical release, and then it will go straight to video on demand. Nice. Uh, we'll have to look out for it yeah. for sure. So being yeah, half sure. half Lebanese, um, do you mm-hmm. usually get cast in Middle Eastern type roles, or are you able to play other ethnicities or? Or non uh, Yeah, I go both roles. ways. You know, most people think I'm Greek or Italian. Um, <laughs> I know, like I know that feeling. Yeah, you right? you get the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played everything uh, in under the sun as well. So, <laughs> as, yeah, as a multi-ethnic I, I actor, it's I, funny because like I. That's good. I worked on a commercial um, behind the scenes a couple weeks ago, and they they cast somebody. Clearly, to me, in the like Filipino, but they're like, oh, Hispanic man number one, and I was like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. I've, I've done <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, that. I can see the difference, <laughs> but sure, okay, work, baby, work. Yeah, it's all about getting work, you know. And so, I, it is, but I think they're getting a little more mindful and and yeah. trying to be at least more specific right. of like going for that specific ethnicity. Right. Um, it, but assuming you can find that after. Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm sure, they are up against challenges of their own with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine also that's kind of an asset for you because that really does broaden the um, the range of roles you can play, mm-hmm. even if it is kind of absolutely kind of a backhanded yeah, thing to say too. But <laughs> well, no, you know, it's probably every it's like my agent's dream in a way because I can mm-hmm. some casting will see me this way and some will see me the other way, so it's great. I can go. I'm ethnically ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. Yes, ethnically ambiguous go. is like lifeblood. So the other half, uh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. half is Lebanese, the other half is Caucasian, perhaps. Or? Uh, uh, my my mom's side is uh, Irish and English, uh, and there's some. You know, I'm gonna do the 23 and Me and get real specific. Oh, and you'll find so out you're part Mongolian too. Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a that's actually a real thing where like because apparently Genghis Khan's um, like, genetic so material is in so many people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like something. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like that's something people would do. Like, oh yeah, I did the twenty three and Me thing, and so now I can click all these other boxes yeah. in Actors Access, and it's like I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can you though? Can you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we like there's there's some there's some uh, ambiguous thing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah, I'm sure you cook them all as well. Yeah, I am everything. Yeah, awesome. So, Kayla, I have a I have a question for you um, from your bio. It's really interesting to see you're currently developing a film about the World War II experience of your grandfather. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is on my mom's side. So my my grandfather was. Um, in the Royal Canadian Air Force, he was a, a rear gunner in one of the planes. So uh, in World War II, when they deployed out of England, they got shot down just above Lorient in France. And the minute his plane crashed, he was on his own, and he had a journey. I think it was 
800 or something miles behind enemy lines Jeez. which was when um, mm. yeah Germany had already invaded France by himself to get to uh, Spain to neutral territory so he recorded everything into a recorder as soon as he got back home nice. and those tapes were disintegrating so my uncle transcribed them so I have this manuscript and uh, I'm actually meeting with co-writers as we speak to develop it into a screenplay because Canada doesn't have like its calling card for um, a, a hero story in the war. Yeah, and that's. Mm-hmm. I was I was about to comment on that. I mean, you know, we yeah. live in the, we live in the U.S. and obviously we're very U.S. centric. So like, and I think about how, like, you don't really think about how how much uh, Canada has contributed to like World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. Right. Right. Wow. It's, yeah, it's huge. It, it, it was actually right between the time of, uh, it was right before the Americans came in, mm-hmm. actually. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a cool like slice of time that there hasn't been a lot of story around. And there's a lot of beauty in it, too. A lot right. of people uh, who weren't living in that country, who weren't for or against, they were just neutral. They, you know, and living in the remains of a, a war-torn country, again, um, how they helped him. And, and who he could trust and who he couldn't. So many close calls, and it's just really beautiful, and I'm so excited to develop this. Yeah, I'm I so imagine... thankful for it. I imagine that's, like, a huge passion project for you, especially because it's about your family, your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and he's no longer with us, and, you know, that generation of veterans is, is what do they say? There's, like, I can't remember the stats, but it's, like, 100 or 500 of them are die every day or something. So oh, my goodness. Less and less we have these stories. And, again, there hasn't been much out of Canada. So I, I think this is going to be a really great piece to share. Oh, I think wow. that will be awesome. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, we yeah. certainly have our oh, eyes peeled for you. that. I'm looking forward to yeah. a film called Bliss with uh, Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. I've heard about this film. Yeah. You have a role in this. If you could talk about a little bit about your involvement in this. Yeah, absolutely. It is a really interesting film. Um, uh, I cannot wait for that one to come out. It's it's not what you expect, and the roles that Selma and uh, Owen play, it's it's serious and it's dark. Um, so immediately when I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's going to be a comedy. Like they're hilarious. And I read the script and I was like, okay, not at all. What it is, it's actually quite serious, and it's really really good. So I play um, like a scholar that chatting or talking with Selma's character after she does this big TED talk on this huge invention she came oh, up with. Sweet. Um, and, and, you know, without giving too much away, things unfold and there's so many twists and turns. Uh, and uh, my scene is right as the story starts to take a turn. Um, and again, I can't, I would love to tell you, but I can't. Um, but it's, it's a very, uh, it's when everything goes down. When can we expect it's very Bliss? Fun. When does Bliss get released? I don't think it's out till at least next year. Okay. They they shot in Croatia after we filmed, um, so it's probably usually about a year of post. So I'm going to say I'm going to say 2020. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely have to look out for that one for sure. And yeah. uh, another role I'm reading here, which looks uh, well. Actually, I really want to talk about your. One of your first film roles uh, was working with Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. Um, yeah. With Kelly the Waitress. Uh, how was that experience? And 
Was Ryan oh pretty God, much joking on set the whole time? He seems like some be like a lot of fun to work with on set, you know. Um, he was hilarious. He's so <laughs> quick and witty, uh, yeah. and yes, on the ball. He was a pleasure to work for. Very professional, um, and and just getting to watch him and his process, like before you know they call action, just seeing what he did. For a relaxation thing, I'm like, oh my god, that's an actor trick. That's what I do too. Like, you know, we got to relax our instrument. So just being able yeah. to have like a, an actor's eye on it was really, really cool. Um, but the other character in the scene, T.J. Miller, who I'm sure you're familiar with, he yeah. was hilarious too. So it was so hard watching those two just riff off of each other <laughs> and oh not laugh goodness. and ruin the scene. I, I've it was so funny. I would Every be cracking up. The whole crew would start laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be cracking it up. That's awesome. so cool. I'll have to rewatch it and look for you for sure. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. So that yeah, was one of your first. Bar. So that's one of your first roles because you actually did a lot of stunt work. I'm, I'm seeing here in your IMDb. Um, I guess prior to yeah. to, to yeah, I guess transition into acting. How was that process of transition yeah. from stunts to acting? Well, you know, oddly enough, stunts were kind of like a, a day job. It, it kind of just fell into. Like, I had always been asking before that I was training, I was taking classes, and you know how this industry goes. Sometimes something will be put in front of you, and you switch gears for a minute, and then you come back, and and I did that. I'm very athletic. I grew up as a gymnast, and, and it, the stunts just kind of came in my direction, and it was an avenue for me to, to work and to gain experience and get into unions, so I did that, nice. and uh, awesome. it was great. It was It was great, but... There comes a point, and I'm sure other people can understand this, whether you're shifting gears from writing to directing or, or producing to directing or anything. You, Just you a little bit. You have to say no <laughs> and, and change lanes, you know? Yeah. You have, so, to, like, you have to, like, switch I, on and off, like, a part of your brain, you know? Like, you have to be, like, totally. in one second you're, like, oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in acting mode. And the next second you're, like, in directing mode. And then, like... 30 seconds later, you're like, oh, wait, I have to think about the budget now. Shit. You know, and like, and like right, as a producer, as a produ- right. from yeah. the producing side. But I can only imagine, like, I'm hoping, hopefully, this winter to figure that out with the yeah. stunt side. But the stunts to acting it's thing a sounds lot of hats awesome. To wear. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cool, be multi hyphenate because yeah. that's what we need. Multi Like, that's what this, this generation, this is the times that we're in right now. Absolutely. But at the same time, mm. especially with stunts versus acting, um, you know, there's a little bit of a stigma out there that like stunt performers can't act. So you kind of I- either have to prove them wrong, which you have, yeah. which you have. Thank you. But there's there's <laughs> yeah. so many stunt people in your position. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or want to be in your position is what I meant, Kayla. Was, was that they want to get more in the front of the camera, mm-hmm. and they like doing the stunts, but they haven't been able to transition quite yet. And I'm, mm-hmm. again, cu- uh, kudos to you for making that transition. Was that a real Ooh. struggle transitioning, though? I mean, like, did you really feel like you had to really go the extra mile to prove that you could, you know, you weren't just a stunt person? No, I don't think so. So much for me because, like I said, I was training and acting beforehand. So and 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 I was I had the uh, awareness to know oh you know what I'm only going to take a couple jobs because it could very well like you said go down that way where it becomes super challenging to make that shift mm-hmm. in that transition so I I put the brakes on because acting's my baby and yes nice. it was really fun doing stunts and you know you make good money and you have fun and you're challenging yourself but I was like hang on this is not what my heart is telling me to do mm-hmm. I don't be so shifting gears back. So I think 
like anything if it makes you happy go for it but if you're really really wanting to act you have to do the hard work and say no to that job and go see an actor i want to be real for like one second like was it scary to like when you were making that switch back where you're like did you ever have those moments you're like holy shit what if this doesn't work yeah because the opportunities to do stunts were there and mm. a lot of my friends are in that in that department so that community and that opportunity was like the path was very clear in that way i'm like oh wow i could just slide right into this um so yeah and like you know you're i hate to say it but like your ego gets on board and it's like whoa you can work all the time and <laughs> yeah like, hey, <laughs> right no no i'm gonna listen to my heart my heart's like i'm an artist i want and i want to act and I, and stunts are high demanding jobs. Like, look, people get hurt and yeah. work. So, um, it's if you're not in it, don't don't do it because look at the look at what you're asking yourself to do. Mm-hmm. And so, it's not fair to me, and it's not fair to production. You know, if you're mm-hmm. not like hundred percent, one hundred percent dedicated to it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's like stunts are no joke. I have, yeah, my hat goes off to them. Right on, but I, this is kind of interesting. Your the role I want to talk about next um, is a lead skydiver role in the upcoming oh horror yeah. thriller Hex. So, okay, when, I, when I read the lead skydiver, I think, wow, you're really bringing your stunts to the forefront in this acting role, which is, I guess, had benefited you. Tell us a little bit about this role in Hex. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun to film. So this was my first film that I did a lead role in. Woohoo! I yeah, it was so much fun. I learned so, so much. It was really cool to be able to see a character through from beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's a skydiver, and it's about a group of skydiving um, people that are going out to do this this one formation in the sky that turns out to be cursed, and a bunch of terrible things happen afterwards. And it was really cool because skydiving to my family like my cousin is a big skydiver he's a tandem master so i kind of i grew up around it i've been to the drop zone since i was a kid nice um, so to be able to go to one yeah and film and 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 be back in that world i was like oh i know this world so i bet you when you saw uh, that breakdown so you're like this is me this is me cast me cast me cast me yeah, well, it was really <laughs> so a friend of mine was actually producing it, and he needed someone to just do a table read. They weren't even at the casting phase, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do you a favor, and we'll come hang out." And they just the writers just needed to hear it out loud. They just wanted to do a table read. Yeah, of course. And I then say they called me back again. Oh well, I was just gonna say that is an incredible, like that is such a unique premise. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> and, like awesome I, I don't think premise. I've ever heard of anything like that before. Skydiving in the horror genre. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like yeah. a horror film in and of itself, just skydiving. But your girl's afraid of heights, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool. It's I mean, there's not really much out there. Uh, <laughs> and like some of the guys that did the skydiving in it for like the doubling for some of our characters. They're like four-time Red Bull champions, world-class skydivers. They are amazing. Wow. So it it looks awesome. It looks really, really good. Oh, we can't uh, wait to see it. But I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, Sounds yeah. Sounds awesome. It, I think they're in distribution right now, so it should be up pretty soon. How often do you go skydiving? Um, not often. <laughs> You're going to kill me. I haven't gone. I can't. I haven't gone. I had a double do it. 
Oh, the truth comes out. Now it makes sense. (laughs) I didn't lie. I just hadn't told you the truth yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Well, we appreciate the honesty. Well, but I mean, that's that's still really that's really awesome. And I mean, you know, it's one thing to be an actor to like be like, oh yeah, I can like act like you know I've been skydiving or like I understand skydiving. And you can do your research, but like to actually have that background anyway is already like a cut above in my yeah. opinion. Regardless, think, regardless of whether or not. And you I doubt Keanu sense. Reeves did it in Point Break. I really doubt he did it. I so. mean, just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no production company. There's no insurance company that is going to let your actor do that. There you go. Unless exactly. You're Tom Cruise. Cruise. Unless you're Tom Cruise. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wow, what a great interview. Kayla Adams. Wow. Woo-hoo. At Astra, still the top one of the top movies in, in the country. Um, you can still yeah. see it in theaters now. And of course we'll look out for Hex and Rogue Warfare um mm, coming so up excited. soon. And rewatch Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> That sounds like a great plan wow. for a rainy night yeah, or, right? any, or any night. Let's just right. be honest. Kayla, if you could, before we let you go, if you could, let us know who you are. You can throw out Ad Astro. You can throw out Bliss, Rogue, uh, Warf, or whatever, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show and throw out what, uh, whatever you want at the end. Great. Yes. Hi, I'm Kayla Adams. You can check me out in Ad Astra and Rogue Warfare this weekend, and I am on the Below the Belt show. Thank you so much for listening. Wonderful. That was great. great. Kayla, thanks for calling in. That was amazing. Thank you, everyone. I had such a good time. Thank you so much. Right. It was great awesome. chatting, Kayla. Right. Good Thank night. Bye. Bye. See you. That was awesome. Yeah, like, to, especially to have that background to do like yeah. stunts and, and stuff she's like that. She's cool as shit. I really, you really. You two kick-ass women on this yeah. like, two really celebrity awesome college tonight. Awesome guests on Ow, Below the Belt awesome. show. Yes. And, it, and it ties into it ties your, the theme. Your, your ethnic a theme. theme. My strong ethnic female. <laughs> strong ethnic female females. theme, which is what we have in studio. Exactly. So, uh, wow. So let's just throw out a couple more things before we wrap up tonight's show. Um, we're having so much, such a good time. Um, if you saw Saturday Night Live, you might have noticed that Pete Davidson was not um, in attendance for the premiere, hosted by Woody Harrelson. Uh, musical performer was Billie Eilish, who killed it in her performance. Did an anti-gravity, uh, pretty cool performance cool. of her bad guy. Uh, she's awesome. Yeah. I love her. I like that she just is 100% unapologetically like what she does. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she and she was great on Saturday Night Live. It was really good. And of course, uh, we saw the return of Alec Baldwin as Donald yes. Trump in the opening skit, which is fantastic, <laughs> yes. funny. Uh, Woody did a great job. It was really cool. But yes. Pete Davidson was not there because he was hanging out in Atlanta um, with his Suicide Squad cast members. You know, they're they're uh, in production now for yeah. the next Suicide Squad movie. Pete so Davidson. Oh, that's a fair reason. You gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta give Pete Davidson credit because he always dates upwards. <laughs> Dude, you know who he's dating now? <laughs> Margaret Qualley. Yeah. From uh, from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he is dating way up. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale, way up. Ariana Grande, way up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what what has he got going on? Well, he's a, he's, he's a funny guy. He's a funny and guy. He's, and he's also... He's successful. Yeah, and he's... Well, I mean, his the people he's been dating with, have, I mean, are yeah, Ariana Grande and I mean, uh, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Yeah, they're... Margaret Qualley. They're, they're a lot... They're, at least the first two are more successful than Pete Davidson is. But well, Margaret Qualley is, you know, she's... 
the daughter of uh, Anna McDowell. So oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, it it gives it gives hope to all like mm-hmm. funny funny nerds everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they actually had a, uh, a screening of the Joker in Atlanta as well, hmm. a special screening, which nice. uh, included a lot of the cast members uh, from Suicide Suicide Squad because they were shooting in Atlanta. Nice, which makes sense. Uh, and that's a that's actually like I was pretty disappointed by the first Suicide Squad, but the second one with James Gunn directing, I'm, I'm a I little excited about right, it. Yeah. yeah, excited for it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Speaking I liked of all the colors, uh, what's that? <laughs> I, said, I liked all the color. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the randomest note. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the color. And the music was great. Oh yeah, the music was great. They oh had my god! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All my friends are heathens. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. That that heathens, the heathens song by. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. Yes, yes, yes. It. yes. <laughs> it's a great song. Um, <laughs> so I know you're you're geeking out about the Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline and CW's. Yeah. Um, upcoming storyline for the Arrowverse, which can they call it an Arrowverse now because it's the final season of Arrow? Probably yeah. not, but it was yeah. easy to. It was easy to. They'll probably call it. Well, they mm-hmm. probably will stick with it. They could call it's it the, the CWDC verse, right. which sounds a little, I guess, eh. awkward to say. Right. Eh. But yeah, I mean that that should be exciting. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot. I mean that's a classic comic book storyline. Yeah, and, and you got a glimpse of Brandon Roth as Clark Kent. So yeah, he's playing the his role. Kingdom Come Superman and Kingdom yeah, Come. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's supposed you to be this. You know that storyline, don't you? Of course I do. <laughs> See, this is your useless information of Prince of Comic Book Pop Culture. Yeah, there we and go. It's, we have to, we have it's, to I have to rephrase it to Comic Book Pop Culture. Well, basically, yeah. basically, uh, he's playing like an older Superman who's yep. been kind of, um, if it if it follows the same story as in the, in the books, he, it, it, you know, the whole thing about Infinite Earths, it's like an alternate right. universe where... Um, it's a multiverse almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's exactly a multiverse, right. but... <laughs> it's like uh, Infinite Earths in DC. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's supposed to be like you know, the Kingdom Come is a yeah. um, it's a it's it's one of those like you know because a lot of the like really beloved classic stories like that do come from ultimate alternate universes like the mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns, which is kind of seen in that same vein, which is a definite alternate universe. It's but uh, Superman is older and he's like. There's a, um, I guess he's um, he's kind of like alienated from all the other heroes, and you know after there was this big um, big disaster in Kansas that completely destroyed like the American heartland, <laughs> and so Casual. it's there's a and it a lot of it is about like embracing ideas about more right. mortality and mm-hmm. age and like you know starting because a lot of it has to do with this like younger generation of heroes that are mm-hmm. not following the same rules the the older generation mm-hmm. is so it's about also um you know coming to grips like when you become like a little more obsolete and then of course coming in and showing the youngers what you can do there and you go it was like the old guard versus new guard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was you good. Know. That was good. Very good. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking of CW, I'm, um, Ruby Rose is playing uh, Batwoman. You're a Ruby. I know you're a Ruby Rose fan. I'm in love with her. Are you? Are you going to watch How Batwoman? How can you not be oh in God, love with her? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and if she's ever single. <laughs> did I ever tell you the story uh, about <laughs> seeing her in L.A., but I didn't want to interrupt her dinner? 
I was Wait, at what? so no. it was an e- no. I was an EPLP restaurant and lounge in Los Angeles, and she was in the middle of dinner. So I figured I'd go to the upstairs lounge and wait till she was done dinner. She'd probably go up to the lounge. Maybe she wouldn't, but maybe I'd go down and check. Um, so I didn't want to interrupt her while she was eating her dinner. So I was like, okay, well, maybe she'd be done. I went down and she's already gone. I'm like, damn, Aww. I really wanted to meet her. Well, how do but, you? It, you know. Like, do you find it difficult to, like, just approach? No, like, uh, no, okay. not at all. That's why they call him Celebrity <laughs> Al Soto. Yeah, that's true. Well, that is that is definitely a, a great skill to have. Well, being I mean, it's like at the end of the day, we're all, we're all, people. You know, well, people that we're all, we're all in the industry, we're all, you know, it's yeah. very varying levels. Yeah. Of success. So they, they might be on a certain, you know, Hey, level how much whatever. do you hate 2 a.m. call times? God, they're so terrible. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Common so theme, you common thread. Common, see? Oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to remember <laughs> that. Hold up on a common call thread. Time. Just say that. You got to find a common this? thread. You got to. Um, I'm going to have to learn more about, like, you know, inside baseball actor jargon so I can do that. I'll yeah. have to. You should take my production assistant one on one class. Maybe I there will. you go. Oh. A plug. Shameless a plug. Shameless plug. Oh, yeah. Shameless, shameless plug. plug. So Ruby Zero Rose shame. was talking about almost getting paralyzed on set uh, due to a stunt that she performed on Batwoman. So at first she thought she broke a rib. And, um, of course, so she had tw- six to 12 weeks of chronic pain. And then the doctor explained after she saw a doctor that, she, that the pain was coming for her neck. She had a, Holy she had a, crap. and her injuries are more she severe. She had a fracture. Holy she crap. had a vertebra fracture. She had two herniated discs in her spine. Wow. And she That's would have crazy. become a paraplegic if the injury wasn't treated immediately. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. So her, basically, their spine was on the verge of severing any moment, and apparently she got the, um, I guess procedure that she needed done. I don't know if it was some kind of invasive surgery or just some kind of procedure she underwent to. Fix the, That's uh, crazy. The herniated disc, but uh, the recovery process wasn't easy, and she was feeling depressed mm. about it for a little while. Yeah, but, of course. Um, but she got this uh, pr- uh, surgery on the spine that she was back to work ten days after procedure. So, oh my do you have anything wow. in your in the <laughs> ten <laughs> days? Like you, she got her surgery days. videotaped too. It was on okay. her Instagram. A ten days, she's it. back to ten work. Ten days after after days. nearly becoming a paraplegic. Right. God. That's I'm just a, saying, that's just a kick true ass. superhero. Yeah, she is. yeah. So you, they just, they just, they just, they just revealed this in the news today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you have that on your on your list of news? Well, what do you got? Uh, it's also Ruby Rose on the set of Batwoman. Appar- what, what else do you? Apparently, have? she had this like severe allergic reaction to something in the Batwoman mask. Oh my oh. gosh, she just cannot catch a break right now. <laughs> and, like, um, was it, it caused her skin to break out? Yeah, it caused her skin Jeez. to break out. So uh, that's a that's a that's a pretty. Uh, See, now that's something for like you but, know, and that that kind of pales in comparison to the the spine. Well, injury. yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but still, but still, I mean, like it's just like that one thing after another. It's just like, oh, right. gosh, yeah. <laughs> poor girl. Oh man, that's crazy. But she's awesome for getting. Back into it, you know, like yeah. so quickly. And she is, yeah, she's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah, what, what a yep. great look. She's got a great look. Uh-huh. I worked true. on Pitch Perfect three. I was hoping that she would be on set when I was, but she she wasn't in her scene at all. So <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of returning to TV, Sarah Michelle Geller is ready to return after a little bit of a hiatus. Her last TV series was with Robin Williams called The Crazy Ones, but now she's uh, producing and starring in two um, series right now. That's um, so wild. Two. So there she was just a, came there back was from a TV show? Two. <laughs> two. Well, she'll be star and executive producer. One is called Sometimes I Lie, 
And uh, this is an interesting premise. is a woman who wakes up in the hospital is unable to move, speak, or open her eyes, but she can hear everything. So I guess they're going to cut away to her in bed and maybe like her – like in motion, I guess. Probably what what you know, so probably play most of the time in her in her head. In her like, head, yeah, exactly. Even the, they'll cut away to her in the hospital bed. Probably That's her. Cool premise. Yeah. This sounds awesome. Yeah. Especially yeah. from a producing right. standpoint, yeah. this sounds a little less. And, it, and it's probably different. her mind's Maybe. interpretation of what different. she's hearing. That yes. could that could work out really well. Sounds kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. And the other uh, other um, series is called Other People's Houses. Um, oh, I think I heard about this. You heard about that one? So that yeah. one, um, it's about uh, people that manufacture themselves on social media by telling viewers what's really happening behind the, s- the screen. Huh. So she wants to tell the story of what you see and what the reality actually is and how that affects how we look at ourselves. Yes, I mean, Dear obviously. Dear God, we, we need this. When people put. You know, they're best on social media. I mean, people think that I'm doing well. I'm not doing that great. I mean, yeah. I'm doing okay. So that's more of like a docu-series. It's like, it's like behind closed doors, other things could be happening. Even yeah, though what you see on social media is, is awesome. Is it narrative or is it a you know? docu-series? Like, is she actually going to follow people? It sounds like it's narrative. This this does sound more like a docu-series and instead okay. of like something scripted, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the premise is cool. Yeah, um, I'm here for this premise. But she's actually starring in both, so I imagine it would be okay. from a scripted standpoint. So that yeah. sounds narrative to me. But like that would be really cool as a docu-series. But at the same time, not many influencers, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to change their brand, are going to be like, right. yeah, let me air all of my crap. Right, exactly. You know, so, it's going to be a little hard. Well, I can imagine some would because, mm-hmm. like, you know, knowing that makes them more re- relatable. Like, And I guess mm-hmm. it... Oh, I'm sorry. That's the, you were gonna... No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Like that's the whole that's the whole thing about the oversharing culture and yeah. like, the whole in the and then the almost overbranding thing. So mm-hmm. like everything mm-hmm. you post has to be on brand all the time, which I mean makes mm-hmm. sense if you're trying to sell stuff. But like, how do you keep a brand on you but then also manage to live your own life? It's right. fascinating stuff. I could and talk it about is. it all night, but anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you think about like most influencers, right. they're trying to kind of portray this more than likely artificial yeah. um, like idealized lifestyle. Right. Like think about all those like travel. Well, um, I want to ask Sarah about this. Yeah. Because Sarah, uh, Sarah follow her on Instagram Sarah Gabriella. Please yeah. do. She's awesome. Oh, Are you. all the modeling pictures everything in your life or is there more there's more behind closed doors, right? I mean there's, well, there's, there's tons behind closed doors. I mean there's, doors. There's, there's there's very unglamorous stuff but you don't oh, rather yeah. not share that with the world, right? Yep. Like uh, the time like I was eating in Mexico. Carrots. And I <laughs> fell off the rock and uh-huh. literally, like, uh-huh. tore, like, something in my arm. Right. It was so painful. But I yeah. had to do the show. I was, like, crying mm-hmm. and had to stop crying to finish the shoot and then finish the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to post that on social oh media. My <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I'm happy so, to see so that you're You're okay. like me. You do want to kind of, like paint a, po- a positive picture yes you, you have know? to i mean some you people some people say well, why don't you post like the things when things are going down or whatever i don't i don't think it's very motivational for or people don't want to see that though yeah um i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know it depends on um you know depends on the audience yeah, in which you have but right. my audience does not want to see but that if, if see, see yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff is actually much more interesting yeah. to me right than the like kind of completely uh, manufactured artificial oh look how glamorous we are 
and <laughs> and my, is, my Instagram people want to see me half naked yes. in lingerie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's Which, the thing that I gets mean, the most likes. Granted, yeah. granted, that's not a terrible yes. thing either. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, that's an amazing thing. <laughs> but it's but 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 seeing that other side is right. always what what interested me more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like. Uh, <laughs> Oh, well, I'll 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 end it there. The uh, the whole idea that makes it seem more real, more related. Right, right. Um, for you Baltimore Ravens fans of Ray Lewis, he's out of the competition of Dancing with the Stars. He had to oh, withdraw due to an old injury that flared up again. Oh um, no! Because we were all cheering on Ray Lewis for uh, Dancing with the Stars, and uh, you know he, he did that signature dance. You know when he came out on the field for every game, you know we'll never forget <laughs> it. And I thought you know he would. Uh, do really well, and as you know, there was, that wasn't the only injury. Christy Brinkley injured herself right before the show started, and her daughter replaced her. So, oh my goodness! So you know, you know, yeah. in, in Canton, there's a um, the like he opened up this like barbecue restaurant. Like, yeah, uh, it was short lived. It was very short lived, yeah. and literally, it's been sitting there empty for God, it must be like fifteen, uh, like twelve or 13 years now. Yeah, because wow. ain't nobody in Baltimore got that kind of cash right now. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Well, they go to Harvard East and drop their coin there. Yeah, yeah. it was, it's <laughs> like, but like whenever whenever I hear anything about, that, that's like, I mean, of course, obviously, I think about his Hall of Fame career, but also, right. th- I always think about that Ray Lewis restaurant that's been empty for like over a decade. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, did that just show up on like his portfolio? Like, he's just like, oh yeah, that property, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It, it, ask me again in like another Six to eight <laughs> years. Yeah. You know. I guess equity. Hashtag equity. How are we doing on time? Should we wrap up in a few minutes? Everyone I don't care. I on? love sitting here and talking. <laughs> yeah, Everybody. Is, I mean, this has been everyone, fun. So. Every, yeah. Everyone. Okay. okay. I was like, I still got five more I pages. Got five, he's got like he's got pages on pages of notes, guys. Like I don't think you understand how prepared this man comes people, into this. People un- underestimate the power. Of, first of all, people underestimate the power of paper because it's true. Electronics. Has taken over. Um, you sound very media. Michael Scott right now. <laughs> yes, I am. But, Keep uh, on it though; it's awesome. But yeah, when when you're when you're running a show and and you have multiple applications running and their sole purpose is to capture audio and that this and that, you know, you, you need something that can multi-purpose that task. But at sometimes there is a limit, and when that limit comes, you have to resort to notes. Good exactly. old fashioned. Good old fashioned paper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many people on set still use? Scripts. I don't think they'll ever get rid of paper scripts. No. Set because it's no. just paper is still very useful. Well, a lot of people like the, a lot of that is the yeah. tactile. Like yes. I still, I still find yes. it so much easier to read a real book than. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And the smell yes. of a real book too. Yes. Yes. So, Absolutely. And studying. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Even I mean, if it was well, an online book, I would literally print the fucker. Yeah. And, and I would like, do. I would do the same thing. I had the same way. Like I can't take. I have to take like notes. Using using pencil. And well, I have wait, to use wait, a wait. pencil. I have like, a I have to use like a tablet to like yeah. write is notes. Is everyone in here a righty or a lefty? I'm a righty. I'm a righty. Right. A righty? Okay, so yeah. everyone's a righty. I'm right. trying to be ambidextrous. Anyway, that's super random. Please continue. Yeah. Yes, paper's great. <laughs> Writing is <laughs> fantastic. Hey, ambidexterity. Yeah. Great skill. Also yeah. trying to. So that was a little off topic. To. Yeah. But, Soup's uh, off topic, but that's okay. Man, so Michael B. Jordan, as you know, he's a up-and-coming actor, the great in Black Panther. He's, he's more than an up-and-coming Yeah, he's actor. definitely no, not no, no. up-and-coming. Okay, thank you. You're I right. Am, uh, you're right. Saying, he's, yeah. a, he's a megastar. Right? He's a star. So he's adding, he's uh, he's adding fashion opinion. designer to his uh, resume. Yes. Respect. He that multi-hyphenate. Yeah, that so he just uh, partnered up with Coach, Coach Menswear. 
to debut a collection uh, and drew inspiration from the popular anime series Naruto. Okay, that which is cool. <laughs> wait. Is it pronounced Naruto or Naru- Naruto? You're probably Naruto. I'm can probably I read it? Can it I read what you have in your yeah, paper paper sure. hands here? Yeah. So I'm sorry. So he's so gonna um, with this, Naruto. Yeah, with Naruto, I think he's gonna um, just design a whole bunch of things stemming from hoodies, t-shirts, jackets, footwears, and bags. Yes. Bro, if they have a Leaf Village for yeah. thing, I am buying it. I don't care if it's a thousand dollars. I do care if it's a thousand dollars. If it's with if it's else. with Coach, it'll be a thousand dollars. That's actually <laughs> just for like walking in the store. They're yeah. like, yes, yeah. we'll take your money now, please. Like, okay, I mean, sure. Right. <laughs> So that's cool um, with him. Um, we talked about Nick Carter, so he's going real psycho right now. Apparently, his brother Aaron and his sister Angel have a restraining order against him because he threatened their family and threatened to kill the family because he's going through a completely psychotic episode right now. Huh. But the latest craziest thing he did was like literally get a face tattoo. He got a face tattoo. Uh, like I guess he really wants like, it that way. Like Mike, <laughs> Mike Tyson, oh, right? <laughs> um, but he's wow. now. Uh, Alleging Sorry. that his late sister, Leslie Carter, sexually abused him when he was younger. And that Nick abused him his whole life. So he's Nick, trying wait. to... Nick Carter. Yeah, you said, you said Nick Carter abused him. Like, well, I thought he Aaron, was the one. Aaron was the one allegedly abused. Oh. It's what he's claiming. And then they're claiming that he's threatening to kill the, uh, the family. So I guess that Backstreet Boys reunion isn't going to be happening, huh? Well, it's Aaron, so it's his younger brother, and he wait, wasn't a part which of the one, Wait, isn't Aaron the younger one? Aaron's the younger one. Yeah. He, he wasn't in Backstreet Boys. Nick was the one Nick in the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, Boys yeah. right? Yeah, he wanted that. He wanted it that way. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where <laughs> I was going with that, yeah. with that joke. Yeah. That, There's uh, like... <laughs> We've used that line twice now, and right. I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Like, I mean, as much as I hate to, to play, no, I don't mm. mind hate. I don't hate playing this, but like, right. devil's advocate for a sec. Like, right. yes, you should definitely get those restraining orders, and you probably shouldn't be spewing your stuff in the tabloids if as much as possible. But of course, right. you, you can only avoid it to a point. But I hope he's getting the mental help that he needs. He needs if, mental If health. he's able to get it, like, as he in, definitely if he isn't it. being, like, shoved in a box and brought yeah, to I a place to they, do it, you they, know? Do you think the family tried to get him on a psychiatric hold? Well, uh, it's, but it's, now actually, the it's actually order. against the law to... Um, yeah, you can't put someone... You yeah, can't you involuntarily to, yeah. um, mm. commit anyone anymore. Which is oh. good, but, like, also... Eh. I mean, well, the it, point. The point it, is, is they, like they hope say they say that when they change that law, that really, yeah. really, that really, really increased the homeless population yeah. by mm. a huge amount. But I just hope that he's getting the help he needs. Yeah, yeah. You know? and of course, of course, and apparently, if he, if this is a. I mean, if there's yeah. it, you can be cynical and think maybe this is some kind of mm-hmm. like calculated like publicity. Um, right. Getting ink on your face is really dedicated to getting publicity, though. Like yeah. that's yeah. needles in your face, Dude. Yeah. forever. I needles. Mean, thinking about this, I mean, like, but he's not an actor. He, he wants to be. A, I mean, he's a, he's a singer. He's a singer, performer, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, Jesus Christ. I he could got a tattoo anywhere else. Anywhere but his else, face. right? His neck even hey, it worked for Mike right. Tyson. It worked for. Who else has a face oh, um, tattoo? Oh. Post, Post Malone. Post Malone. What's it? Six nine. What's the what's what's? Oh, uh, Tagashi Tagashi six nine. Oh, he's gonna end up dead soon from. Oh yeah, he's in the witness protection up, yeah. program. Yeah, not for long. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah. If we know about it, then definitely not. Right. Like, well, he has face tattoos, which makes it really hard right. to. Yeah. Blend in. I mean, he will be found and dead within the year. Let's be honest. Speaking of passings, <laughs> the segue there. <laughs> nice segue. Uh, mu- music producer Busby had passed away. If you've never heard of him, he oh, was wow. 
producer and songwriter who has worked with um, Marin Murris, Blake Shelton. A lot um, of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, his real name is Michael James Ryan. Um, as far I feel as like I feel like the name that he went by sounds like Busby. Yeah, sounds like something you get on a hiking trail. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hiking trail death, names. Cause of death was not confirmed, so. Ooh. We hope it's not foul play or Definitely addiction not. or suicide. Well, yeah, condolences suicide. to his family. Yeah, or an overdose. Yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg's grandson, Kai Love, had passed away. So. Oh my um, goodness. Aww. Sorry that uh, to the Snoop family. It's so family. hard to even mm. fathom Snoop yeah. Dogg having a, a grand gra- grandchild. Grand? Yeah. <laughs> and and then for for him to pass away, that's wow. even wow. Yeah. How old was he? Uh, just born actually. Oh my, oh my god. Oh, so it's a, oh it's especially it's a tragic. Baby. That's yeah. very tragic. Ten days. Oh, oh god. Ten days after birth. So obviously some birth birth uh, issues or whatever. Poor Snoop. Yeah. Um, well, condolences to them as well. Oh, of course. Um, another sad death at the age of 32. MMA fighter Katie Collins had passed away after suffering a brain aneurysm. Oh so. no. That's really sad, and um, WWE fans might remember Rick Bogner. Um, he was the fake Razor Ramon, uh, died at the age of 49, um, passed away mm. unexpectedly. Um, mm. as, uh, his brother reported on Facebook, um, the and fake, no cause of death as well. So. The fake, the fake Razor. Razor Ramon. So after uh, the real Razor Ramon and the real Diesel went to WCW, they got these fake Diesel oh, and oh, fake Razor okay, Ramon okay. replace the real ones. That <laughs> sounds so silly and it, kind of awesome. At the <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on the awesome side with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's, that's um, sad but that, for both. That's as well. sad news, but happy news is that Justin Bieber got married to Haley. Baldwin. I thought that happened like forever ago. So they got married in the courthouse, but they just had their wedding in front of friends and family. Oh, that's good. This for past them. Monday. That is exciting. So you know, of course, the Wedding's Jenner sisters so were there and. Um, no, Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin, and of course, um, um, Stephen Baldwin's the, the daughter. Oh, wait, I can't remember which Baldwin brother is <laughs> is Haley Baldwin's uh, daughter. Um, you mean father? F- um, for her, her father, Stephen Baldwin, I believe. Okay, yeah. sorry. No. That's <laughs> which good. One, which, there's like four Baldwin brothers. There's well, Stephen, there's... Alec. Daniel and Billy. Uh, Billy, yeah. I don't really follow them, but they seem really happy, which is like like genuinely happy, which is <laughs> yeah, why I'm like cool. <laughs> like rather than being all like. And Alex just does a great. Because we're both rich. He, he does a great. Does a great Trump impression. So that's Alec, though. That's not Stephen. Stephen's like the the younger one or whatever, I think. But um, but yeah, yeah Kendall Jenner was there. Scooter Braun. Um, apparently the wedding cost five hundred thousand dollars. In total. Only? I mean, I'm, I mean, yeah. like, I know that sounds, I know that's not like a weird question to ask, you but like, I really feel like, it, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, I guess if it was only like close friends and family, it seems close like. Close friends and family, yeah. Well, they are having a baby too, so. I didn't. Isn't they? I didn't hear about are they? being pregnant. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have it on their Instagram. Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. there we go. Is that breaking news or no? No, that's, like, that's been out for a while. That they, they're expected. I don't yeah. feel like they're lacking I, money though, but so I mean, yeah, create that nest egg, invest, et cetera, et cetera, go for it. Yeah, so Equity. I mean, they had like a big... Buy Ray um, Lewis's uh, empty ass restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Build that equity portfolio. <laughs> so super nerd here. Going on I love finance. it, I love it. Um, Halsey is 
reportedly dating Evan Peters from American Horror Story. I like Halsey, yeah. but I Halsey is definitely one of my favorite pop singers. She there were a yeah. couple of songs that I honestly could not get down with just because it felt like she was going super pop and like her producer. I don't think it's a her thing. I think her producers were like, oh yeah, we're gonna do the multi voice track thing like everyone else. And I'm like, no, her voice is so good. Don't do this shit. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, don't. When you have a gift of a voice like that, don't, don't fuck it up I with know. like Badlands auto, was auto life. tune. Dude, Badlands Bad was, was life. It was so it was tight. Good. It was good. <laughs> Gasoline and everything else in ever. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think I'm kind of the new Americana. I yeah. Mean, yeah, right, right. And but her her stuff now is 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 good too. Her yeah, like one, I said, it's only a couple of tracks that I was kind of like. Mm. Please don't go down this path. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't was it do bad it. at love or? Uh, I think bad so. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was one was okay. Fun. Yeah, that one was yeah. okay. But yeah, <laughs> I think she's. I think she hasn't hit that point of like no return back to her roots kind of thing. Yeah, like, we have seen other pop stars do that in the past. Come right. back to their roots, but like she's dating, Lady yeah. Gaga, Evan Peters, who had recently broken up with Emma Roberts, uh, his co-star on uh, American Horror Story. So, I feel yeah. like it must be kind of hard to like date as an A-list celebrity. Like, cause I mean, yeah, that's that seems the list is short. Like, yeah, cause yeah. the list is short if you want to stay in that realm. But then, like, right, you know, <laughs> well, the, 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 the understanding love that those everyone else stories has to about have. A-list celebrities who date like. You know, non A list celebrities. That'd be Jennifer Lawrence. People. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Scarlett Joe. No, well, Scarlett is now dating um, um, the dude from Saturday Night Live, um, the the co anchor. But she used to be dated to some accountant. Yeah. Yeah, but like now, I, I but love now she's those. with the guy from Saturday Night Live. I love those. I love those stories. Well, yeah. It's not because it's yeah. like the whole like oh well anyone can do it. It's like it's not even that. It's like that was the I whole feel plot like of Notting Hill. It's I mm-hmm. feel like it's just more. I don't know. Like, less limited pool options, like, you know, and it shows that people can work around one another's careers, which well, is something, I mean, you know, it's always like, hard in the performing arts and blah, blah, blah worlds. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like, do you all only date within the industry? Uh, no, that's a hard no. Yeah. That's a hard Sometimes no. Sometimes easier only <laughs> because they understand schedules, they understand, mm-hmm. you know, where you need to be and, you know. Um, those kind of aspects are, are, you know, just having a busy schedule in general or similar schedules in general. Or not busy and then suddenly you're gone for a week and a half, which will be my situation next week. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I mean, you know. It's definitely that workaround. Right, right. Definitely that workaround. Um, Let's see. What else do I have here? I'm just celebrity baby news. Ricky Martin and his husband are expecting. Aw. Living La Vida Loca. Um. As well as Orange is the New Black star Danielle Brooks, expecting a baby girl. Oh. Congratulations are in order to Tatiana Ali, who is expecting, uh, who just uh, who just gave birth to her second second child. Oh. And um, Imagine Dragons frontman um, welcomed a new son. And Michael uh, Sheen, actor Michael Sheen, uh, and his girlfriend Anna, who is 25, his junior. 25 years of junior, I've welcomed the baby girl, so Aww. good for him. Um, and a um, couple celebrity birthdays, uh, as we usually uh, announce at the end of the show, um, includes um, actor Avery Brooks from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I don't know who that is, but congratulations. I actually know who that you know, is. You know who that is? You yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. He's like a, yeah, I mean, he was like a cool black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> in the... Uh, 
in the old show. Uh, uh, Sting, uh, the the singer, not the the WWE WF wrestler. Well, I think most people would assume the singer before yeah. the no, wrestler. No, but that, that was a good. That was a good. You know, <laughs> double check. Yeah, yeah. He's 68 today. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Joey Slotnick from Boston Public. It's 51. <laughs> Joey very, Slotnick. You know who that is? I, I know you know who that. I is. do actually. <laughs> Very, very obscure. Prince of obscure, I guess but so. amazing actor. You're the new Prince humans. of Obscure, by the way. I guess Prince so. Of obscure now thing. that um, yeah. now that Flex doesn't come on anymore, I guess right. I am the master of the the obscure. Yeah. Joey Slotnick and um, <laughs> there was there was um. There was <laughs> Al is oh, losing right now. I have no like, idea. Like, like, I don't uh, know. I just, I just really remember a friend of mine going mm. on this rant about how much he hated Joey Slotnick and Timothy <laughs> Busby. <laughs> Ouch! Which, which is like Bless. such a... What did Joey Slotnick ever do to you? I know, right? Joey Slotnick and Timothy Busfield, <laughs> which and is Timothy like two yeah. random, random <laughs> actors like no one would ever think of. <laughs> and I just remember <laughs> like, like so one weird. night... That like, is so funny. What about Tiffany? Remember her? Tiffany the I, singer? The singer. She's 48. Wow. I think we're alone now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, just, I was just listening to that song yeah. yesterday. You would. You would. Gonna, yeah, you, you would. would. We're just going to yeah. go that route tonight. You would. <laughs> yes. Our buddy Respect. Efren Ramirez from Napoleon Dynamo, who's called into our show. Um, oh, that's times. Pedro. Pedro is 46 today. Pedro. Um, Man, that's... Uh, I would vote he Pedro played, over... He played a high school kid. And current. Like, oh, my now God, he's, yes. Now he's in, in his well Any day that's for Pedro. Oh, that was a while ago. It was a good film, though. And actress Elizabeth McLaughlin from Pretty Little Liars is 26. Nice. That is celebrity birthdays. She's only 26. That's a, that's a big Boy. jump from 46 to 26. I there know. wasn't anyone Bless. between that? There was, but I had no idea who the fuck they were. Oh, okay. <laughs> but wait, and yeah, yeah, you didn't know who Joey Slotnick was? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I guess you just knew that I had a story The bass player about Joey from Slotnick. Hinder and like... Uh, somebody from Alabama Shakes, nah. Alabama Guys, I just want to. Are you a fan of Alabama Shakes? Well, they're they're an okay I band. Just they're not like one of my favorites. Everyone listening, that Al has actually reached the end of his forever long <laughs> packet. <laughs> I mean, like, guys, you don't even understand how prepared this man is right now. It's, I mean, I respect this you need, the you heck need, out of it. You need talking points. If you don't have talking points, I mean, you know, we could we could do a show. Talking about points, Al. So, have you heard us talk tonight? This, I think the, we could talk about asteroids and the Kuiper Belt. You, Come you, on, we could. So this, I guess, I'll let it, the the listeners know that I actually left our stack of notes. Um, Elsewhere, and I had to retrieve it because that's those were talking about. Oh yeah, I was right lost, there. and I like, and I was like trying and to like, figure out where the hell I was on this campus. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Alexis, <laughs> here, uh, it's this way. I, I'll be right back. I gotta grab something. And I was like, so, okay. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So Walks yeah, away. this is what uh, yeah. Now we have it. So um. I gotta say, I respect. I mean, like, I yeah. this is my first time on the show. You know, Grazie. like I. Grazie for coming in. Prego, prego. Um, and, like, <laughs> I. I really, 100%, it's been really cool seeing you in your environment, right? Well, like, you know. You is... know, only one, I know it's one of them. You've got that multi-hyphenate thing going on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's really cool. It's really awesome, and I respect it's, the hell out of it, you uh, know? Those are really nice words, Alexis. Wow. I got you, fam. From my f- fellow Filipinos in got the you. house. Got you. Paisan, <laughs> as Johnny would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all the Filipinos in the house. Um I know none of you are wrestling fans, so we're skipping the wrestling portion, but expect The Rock to show up on Friday night SmackDown. But I'm a Rock fan. You could always say anything about The Rock. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The Rock will be on SmackDown this Friday. It debuts mm. on Fox. Mm. Oh, As you know, snap. it moved from USA to... Uh, to, um, like, broadcast to, Fox? To broadcast Fox. So oh, okay. it's huge with WWE. 
They're bringing in all well, the they stars got, for they this still get, they, like Dwayne Johnson will still appear on wrestling. Yes. That's kind of yes. insane. Badass. It's That's badass. badass. I mean, like, does he still wrestle or does he just appear? He, last time he wrestled was 2016. Okay. Well, so, that's still I recent that's enough. A, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. And he actually held the title. Well, isn't that really? like? Yeah, isn't that is. seen as like being like insanely risky for someone like yeah, The Rock? Yeah, a lot of a lot of eh. companies, a lot of um, studios don't want to insure yeah. him if he wrestles. Well, I mean, he's so he kind of has his own responsibility. A, yeah, he's such. I mean, a, I feel like I'll, can I? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like at some point, it's like as long as you're not dumb with your money and you're smart with your investments and you have a solid mm-hmm. brand, which he does. Right. I mean, if you get hurt for you know whatever, yeah. I feel like he can take some time off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the man wakes up at like 2 a.m. to go work out or something Dude, like oh that. Oh, yeah. And he, and he crazy, eats, he awesome eats something codfish. like, he's, he yes. eats something like five pounds of a cod codfish. a day. Crazy. <laughs> and it's, it's like, crazy. That's like oh lean protein God. right there. How do, you, how do you invite like the rock to like a barbecue? Be like, hey, bro, come through. And he's like, all right, hold on. And like, yeah, like, hold on, wait, let me go. I got to put in a special order somewhere. All right. Chesapeake Bay, give me all of your blue crabs. Yeah. <laughs> Not just some of them, I mean all right, of them. Right. I th- although I gotta say, like, after I read that thing about, yeah. uh, about The Rock, I did go through a period where I was buying cod and making it all the time. There you go, see? Well, not, not so all the like, not, like, not like every Cod's day, delicious, but man, like yeah. for a while, I was going to the grocery store. I was like, huh, cod. I'm gonna get some. Cod's good, man. Yeah, it, it is. Well, he good. doesn't slather in beer batter and fry. See, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my only experience with it is, is slathered in beer batter. Now, whenever like, I see fry. cod, I'm just gonna that's think good, of the rock. Though, exactly. It's good. It's good ish. It's good ish. But it's like a big wrestling week because Raw. Had its premiere on Monday, mm-hmm. and then NXT is going head to head with AEW this Wednesday. Ooh, so it's another geez. wrestling war between. Is that the WWE. is that the um, NXT? Is that the other That's federation a, that was uh, that was started by the billionaire? That no, well, that this AEW was the federation started by the billionaire. Okay. So they're going against WWE's NXT, which is kind of like the developmental brand. Oh, is that what NXT is? Yes, but okay. it's actually kind of evolved to like its own distinct brand, so it's not okay. even like this, you know. So so that they're going to go head to head. And then you got Smack Smackdown this Friday uh, mm-hmm. on Fox, so on Broadcast Fox. So Bless. So it's a big There's a lot going on. A lot of go- for if you're a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a lot. So um, It's like the Wrestling Shark Week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So wow, this has been an amazing everywhere. show. Any other um, last-minute plugs or, or things that you want to throw out before we wrap up tonight's show? I am currently developing two projects. That's exciting. I'm not going to say literally anything else about them, okay. but there's my slight plug. Plus, okay. yeah, go. So this is not the music videos. This is something else. No, this is something account? else. So one okay. narrative, one non-narrative. Okay. So yeah, you might need actors for it, it possibly. Oh yeah. I got you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Filipinos. Yes. Um, well, that's actually something yeah. I'm trying. I'm really desperately trying to make sure I build right. into this one. But anyway, um, also shameless plug for my production assistant class. There you go. If you want to learn how to get behind the scenes and build a freelance career or yes. you know some part-time career yes. or just learn about the crazy world that we inhabit, you know, come come through. It's this Saturday. You can find more information about it on www.mountainmistmedia.co. I love it. C-O. Yeah, I'm learning from the best. I'm learning how to plug pretty pretty hard right now. Like nice. listening to you being like seamlessly go into. Oh yeah, and you can check it out on Netflix. I'm like, and wow. Did I hear that you're gonna be doing stuff for Free Baltimore TV as well? Yes, TV did Free Baltimore. TV, yes, sorry, TV yes, free Baltimore. yes, yes. I love the guys. Are you over gonna there. be working a particular film screening? Oh yes, I am. Weeks? Yeah, as long as I don't get some 
rain dates for the shoot okay. and production coordinator for. I guess I should yeah. plug it here then. Yeah, uh, go ahead and plug it in. The film that I worked on along with Johnny Alonzo, a lot of other people, Sarah, you went to the Philadelphia premiere a while uh, yeah. last year, right? Uh, we're going to have a Maryland screening ow, ow. Uh, at Arundel Mills on Wednesday, October 16th. Below the Belt Show will be recording on a different day that week. Oh, wow. So we, so we can be in attendance for uh, the screening. Taking a night off? Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, no, I, well, not, not really. We're going to have it on another day. Okay. We're going to come in here on Tuesday and record the show. Mm, so there you go. I so see. October 16th for our local listeners, um, Arundel Mills Mall, um, uh, the Movico Theater. Um, sorry, it's not the Movico anymore. It's the Cinemark Theater at Arundel Mills Mall. Um, Wednesday at 7 p.m., I believe, um, October 15th. Hosted by actor Johnny Alonzo. Um, myself, Al Soto, will be in attendance. The producers, uh, Chad Morton and Rachel Afori, will be in the house. Um, some surprise cast members may be in attendance, but I can't announce them until they confirm that they will be there. But um, this Therefore is an incredible film. Surprised. The film is now making its way. Generally, you can finally check out the film. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Alexis, I guess, are you slated to be there with TV yeah, sl- so slated. Yeah, I'm slated okay. to be there with TV, Free Baltimore. with TV Free Baltimore. Yeah, so yes. I'll be doing, I'll be doing like, pre-screening interviews and post-screening interviews oh, with okay. people so, like, saying, like, hey, like, how wow. you like it? What you thinking? You know, I'm, I'm super excited about that. It'll be a great... Two more minutes, okay. It'll be, like, a great... Great chance to keep working on those uh, hosting skills, which I quite love. There you go. And you're getting fun. some uh, co-hosting skills on the podcast. Oh, Blue yeah. Which is great. Sarah Bentman, where's your next destination? Are you flying to Puerto Rico? Yes. Do you need an assistant? I would love to be there. I'm excited though. Like wow, look I, at you! Fly. I really can't you wait. You just got back from Spain and Italy. You're like, this is literally what celebrities do. I know, and I'm supposed this to go to the Bahamas doing. too soon too look at you, for another girl. big shoot. Wow. So do you need a personal assistant? Yeah, <laughs> like, <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean production assistant. You know what I mean? Alexis, they're gonna ask you to model if you if you go with Sarah through these yes. other places. <laughs> well, you gotta teach me your ways. Like I'm trying to hit you up. I'm like, <laughs> hey, help a girl out. Help me learn. <laughs> do it. Do it. I will. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. Yeah. What about acting for Alexis? Though. Acting for Alexis, yeah. So I, I have a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, mostly, it's mostly just like Kayla said, you know, right. like just auditioning. Like that's basically your job as an yes. actor until yes. you actually book something. In which case, you're on it for, you know, two days to two years. You know, hopefully the two years part. But yeah. um, so just auditioning right now for a majority of things, things I can't talk about. But yeah. I. Also did a web series this summer with some friends of mine. Cool. Um, it's it's very interesting. It's very off the wall. Um, it's with a production company called the Cloft Klopfgeist Amusement. Um, they're actually all younger than me. Like these kids are like in college, but they're kicking ass, okay. guys. Like you have no idea. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say too, too, too much about it because you know, really, really want everyone to kind of more see it rather okay. than believe it. So, but right. if you go over to my my Facebook page, I'll be yeah, sharing out the, the social, Kickstarter. You'll throw out your social media for sure, all your sure. so, stalkers? I mean, fans, sorry. Yes, <laughs> well, um, no, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at mm-hmm. Alexis, A-L-E-X-I-S, and then add another S, and then Baroni, V as in bridge, A-R-O-N-E. So yeah, I'll be I'll be sharing out the podcast. You can find me there, and then I'll also be sharing out the Kickstarter for that project I just talked about. Cool. Um, and then yeah, just the project I'm developing for the winter 
the narrative. Okay. I'm going to be in that one too. So very nice. Yeah, I don't want to say too much about it because you never know. Things get pushed back because of production or yeah. fundraising or and whatever. Then, whatever. And then if so. it doesn't happen, they're like, eh, or it just gets delayed. It's like, uh, exactly. why did I mention it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes don't you don't say too, too much. Soon. Yeah. But Sarah Bevan, for all your stalkers and all your. Uh, <laughs> You're, you're, you have a, a strong male following, yes? Is that true? I, I do. Okay, I do. yes. So throughout this Instagram and all that good stuff. So my Instagram, for anyone who wants to see me in lingerie and shit, <laughs> <laughs> it's S-E-R-A or less. <laughs> underscore Gabriella, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A. Oh, my, oh, my. Check it out. Wow. She's gorgeous. And she's just so much. You're just so much fun. Like, I loved it. I always. Did you it on Instagram or Facebook the other day? You're like, this is my view from the gym. And I'm like, get it, girl. Like, yes. yay. <laughs> <laughs> Work it out. Hashtag mixed in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, you did a cool acting project. Um we worked on a cool set together. And yeah. uh, is there any other of those kind of projects coming up? Have Tomorrow. You... Oh, uh, yes. Yes. I'm nice. shooting something for LinkedIn. Okay. For LinkedIn? The, the website LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yes. What time's your call time? 11 a.m. in Virginia. Oh, oh that's okay. not too, wow. too bad. Wow. <laughs> you got a gig. She's going to be like, yeah, it's a 2 a.m. call time. Oh, like, so oh, cool. cool. <laughs> so you're not sleeping. So got it. Can you, can you throw out who hooked you up with that one? Um, Ava Shapiro, he, um, he works with the company and he's like, so I need like an actor model person. I actually, um, worked mm-hmm. with him in Puerto Rico and Mexico. Nice. Okay, cool. Nice. So he was like, so hey. you're on set tomorrow. Yeah. yeah That's on awesome. Set tomorrow, General, for a LinkedIn project. Isn't that That's cool? That's awesome. A that LinkedIn is really, project. really cool. Yeah. So everybody's on set doing things. Okay. I just got done on Fox on. Uh, I'm not on Snows. set doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> general um, is the general is doing more yeah. research into his he, Prince of Comic yeah. Book culture. <laughs> I guess obscure. so. Actually, you know what? I yeah. haven't I haven't done an acting job. Well, I did one once. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That <laughs> was a lot of fun. It's like. I wouldn't mind doing it again. Oh, you know, talk, get in the we bug. Talked, yeah. We talked. Yeah. get in the bug again. Yes, yeah. he is. We talked a little bit about this before before yeah. we, we started here tonight. I'm just yeah. Saying, that we have that just like actors have multiple circles of friends. There's the ones the industry and ones not. Ones are not. So. Right. Yeah, and and like you know, as long as you're not looking for someone with like wide range or <laughs> you know subtlety <laughs> of uh, being able to convey like subtle emotions or anything like that, then, <laughs> then uh, you're you're the guy. Yes. I want a Persian comic guy. There we go. <laughs> That's your type. That's your brand. There we go. Persian <laughs> comic god. There we go. So, Alexis, for those projects, keep me in mind. <laughs> you got it. You got it, fam. You got it. Oh, you got it, fam. That's alliances all the time. I got you. I got you, fam. I got you, fam. We're talking about someone who's down to earth who's definitely fast on the rise. That is somebody right there. <laughs> That's our yeah, Lion the Cal, is, the Cal uh, Drogo of the DMV. Yes. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Rumored to make his BTB return next week. He's on the set. Can of I come just sit in? Army of the Dead next. Week. Uh, this week. So he, I think he'll be uh, in studio next Can week. I just come sit in on that? Like, that would be fun. You want to come back already? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course you can come back. You can scare me off. <laughs> I'm working next week, but maybe the week after. Okay, well, yeah. Come back. You did a great job, Alexis. Aww, we love having you. So yeah. we're going to end tonight's show. Um... Man, it was an incredible show. So uh, really quick, um, I'm going to be at New York Comic Con this Saturday and Sunday. If you're there, look out for us. We'll be um, shooting some segments for, for Below the Belt Show and for Click on This Show, our um, ooh, sister ooh. show. And um, 
And if you recognize us, walk up to us. Maybe we'll put you uh, on camera and put you on the show, which would be I pretty cool. I will 100% put you on camera if you come to that screening <laughs> on October 16th. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I'm in the film, so I guess I have to be there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I end tonight with my final Tribeca Film Festival interview. Guys, this is actress extraordinaire who is in the movie Venom. She's been on Saturday Night Live. She's done voiceover for Secret Life of Pets. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's hysterical. It's Jenny Slate. I, I talked love to Jenny. Talked to Jenny Slate for just a few minutes about her podcast slash film that uh, premiered at Tribeca called Earthbreak. And it's I all about her. surviving in the alien apocalypse. And it's a podcast form where she plays a protagonist like the last woman on Earth type of person. And um, the screening actually had some cool visuals to go with the podcast, which not necessarily was tied into the podcast itself. So is that what it is where they record the podcast and then mm-hmm. like – And then they just put some visuals okay. to enhance the audio. That's fascinating. So – Did you ever see a show called Lore? I know it's a famous podcast, but they made, mm. a, they made an Amazon show about it. I don't know, but it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, well, I mean, well, the podcast is about, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a really cool podcast, but it's about, like, the origins of, like, the historical origins of, like, all these legends. And, uh, you know, for example, you know, they, they say, like, you know, what we think of as, like, zombies, you know, kind of at least the American idea of what zombies are originated from these stories from Rhode Island Uh in, like, the mid-1800s where, um you know, people were dying, then they what they did is they dramatized like the, the podcast itself goes into like, you know, it's 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 basically a historical retelling. That's awesome. But the show then, you know, kind of made it more into like a dramatized thing, but with the um with the sides that went into like more, the more informational stuff. Oh, okay. And I was wondering if that's what they were going for with that, because when you talk um, about like podcast slash movie, otherwise, like how do they do how that? How do they do that? Yeah. 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 Because it was really when I think it works when it when you have the single storyteller. In mm-hmm. that she's a woman trying to survive in this apocalypse. So you have occasional sound effects from these aliens that are trying to chase her. So is it almost like and, a... Uh, and then <laughs> when she's in a safe zone, she's mm-hmm. trying to find food and try to fend for herself. So it's more like a, like a, almost like a radio drama instead of... Yeah, a, exactly. That's, that's such a cool thing that's yeah. going on. Yeah. And there's like several episodes where we, I believe... Were we talking about doing a radio drama as an episode once? That would be awesome. You said you thought about doing we do a scripted uh, yeah we drama. got it well I guess I, I gotta need write Lord a script. Al of House Soto to come back. How did you know it. I'm Lord Albert of House Soto? Uh, because I listened to everything before I came here today. You listened to our show? Hell yeah, <laughs> dude, yes. guess the support. That's like that's like hours <laughs> and hours of listening. <laughs> I can't get anyone I know to listen to the podcast. Uh, it's called long ass commutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> guys, six ninety five, four ninety five traffic. Damn, you listen to our uh, Game of Thrones. Discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like. I just love it. Yes, please. Can we? Can we please do like a radio drama app? Where that we do sounds that? fun. That's yes. fun. Oh my god. Yeah. That's we'll so. Like we're gonna. We're gonna take to some everyone. photos of that, and then we're gonna close out the show, guys. This is yes. my interview with Jenny Slate at the Tribeca Film Festival, along with the producers of this podcast film, interviewed by my good friend, comedian and actress Walker Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets interviewed. Nice. Um, this amazing um, <clears throat> filmmakers, and of course, I get to interview Jenny Slate, who is amazing. So, guys, special treat. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, on behalf of Mike the General Zod, 
Always great to be here. Alexis Baroni. Hey. Sarah Snuffleupagus Bentman. Thank you, guys. Thank I'm you so Al much, Soto, a.k.a. The host with most. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace. 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 Bye. All right, guys. We're here at so the red carpet the SB Theater for Earthbreaks, starring Jenny Slate and directed by Aaron Katz. I'm here with the one and only Walker Hayes. Hi. We're going to talk to actress... Jenny Slade, as well as the director, Aaron Katz. And Very more, excited. Yes. More I'm, to, I'm excited for them to meet me. You know, I, I know they've they been waiting. Be. Yeah, I've been tweeting at them, letting them know exactly where to find me. So I'm really excited to make some dreams come true tonight, guys. Just, you heard it here first. Philanthropy all day, every day. That's right, guys. So, no? Okay. You know, I did a show about aliens. Yes. And we actually worked on a show. Uh, yes, that's right. About Not only am I not afraid, please take me. I'm super ready. I haven't paid rent this month. <laughs> and I am willing to go to any planet where you're going to cover room and board. So, yeah. Well, that's right. So we're going to talk to Jenny Slate, the directors, and then watch this incredible film slash podcast here at Tribeca Film Festival here for Click On This. Click on it. <laughs> Hello, Jenny Slate. Hello, Jenny. How are you? Hello. All right, my camera's right here. Okay. All right, guys, we're here with actress, comedian extraordinaire, Jenny Slate. Hi there. We're here to talk about Earthbreak. Here's a Tribeca Film Festival. How did you get involved with Earthbreak? Um, Aaron Katz, the director, uh, asked me to do it, and I've been wanting to work with him for so long, so I said yeah. yes. Um, just hearing that it was a fiction podcast and that I would get to play someone who was going to run and jump and punch aliens in the face and that uh, everyone would imagine me doing it but not actually have to see me do it. It was a perfect challenge. Yeah. Very interesting. So kind of a last woman on earth apocalyptic kind of thing. Yeah. So, if, so how does it work with a podcast film hybrid, I guess? I, I assume everybody records their projects differently, but for us, we used all natural sound. So um, if I was, you know, walking upstairs, I was really walking upstairs in a cabin. Or if I um, was running across the field, I really had a backpack and was running across the field. So right. w- we were really doing this very honestly. Um, yeah, you, the things that you hear really happened, uh, other than the aliens, which are fake. <laughs> which I hope so. Yeah, they, we didn't manage to get any real aliens for this. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. And really quick, Sunlit Night was uh, back in January at Sundance, which I got to check out your panel, the Chase Sapphire Lounge. Uh, when will audiences get to see that amazing film? Ooh, I'm not quite sure, um, but it is such a beautiful movie, and I, I can't yeah. wait for everyone to see it, but I, I don't know uh, exactly when our release date is yet, but whenever it is, um, it will be an exciting time. Yeah, and how did you like working with Zach Galifianakis? Oh, I love working with Zach. I've worked with him a bunch of times throughout the years, and he's an old friend, so it's um, it's both an honor and a delight. Awesome. Jenny, we cannot wait to see this film, and thanks so much for talking to us. So click on this. Yeah, thank, thank you. Good night. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you? Bored to tears. Absolutely over it at this point, yes. I'm only allowed to ask you two things. So really all I want to know is how scared are you that aliens are going to hear this and just be completely, totally mad (laughs) that you completely got it totally wrong? (laughs) Super worried, moderately worried, or absolutely took out an extra life insurance policy? (laughs) Um, I'm going to let Morgan answer this first because she wrote it, and so we're going to blame her. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything happens, it's your fault. Well, these particular aliens, I don't think they'd care. Okay. Yeah. Because they're dead. 
Oh, excellent. Very good choice. Good choice of aliens that can't hear and so therefore can't complain. Really quickly, let's just ask you guys, I'm sure you've heard this before, but what what is your take on transitioning from the visual into the podcast medium? Are you excited to have a visual translation of the podcast tonight? And what was your take on how that was going to go down? Yeah, it was really exciting to work in an audio-only storytelling format. I've made um, several movies, uh, and th there's always this downtime on set where you're, you know, just because of all the infrastructure that comes with a movie, you, there's, you know, a lot of time, at, at the shortest 20 minutes maybe, between um, shots. And in this case, uh, Jenny and I were just running around finishing a scene and then two minutes later doing the next scene and it felt there was just the sort of intensity of it and it felt like we were on another planet and um, I think that Morgan's writing really made us put us in that mindset and production made us feel it even more so. So Morgan you intended to write a script that made people run around? He said to blame me for everything so I just wanted to get that straight. Um, well, I intended uh, for a story about stories, so I wanted the character to, obviously she has to survive and she's, and she's running around, but I wanted her to tell stories, um, because I find that's what's most interesting about a person. Um, you know, when you sit down, you have a conversation, and someone tells you a great story. Um, so I wanted the, the listener to kind of follow her and get to know her through kind of the story she tells. Well, we're really excited to see and hear. So thank you guys so much for your time. Yeah. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.